Greetings and welcome to the Epic Geeky Show, episode number 128. I'm your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. Tonight is our kind of annual, not really annual, but our uh, what was becoming a tradition of reviewing the newest Star Wars movie out. Uh, this year is uh, episode nine, the quote-unquote final movie in the Skywalker uh, uh, saga, and uh, it's probably our last Star Wars review movie-wise for quite a while, but we're, we're going to talk a little bit more about that here in just a bit. Joining me tonight is uh, Jennifer, Sean, and uh, Brian. What's going on? Just trying to survive the holidays, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that's all you can do is just try to survive, so... Um, I always, we always watch, um, um, uh, Christmas vacation a couple of times and I always try to keep that in perspective. I'm like, it could be worse. <laughs> I could be Clark Griswold. Um, although I, to this day, I still don't understand why they are scared of a squirrel, but whatever. Uh, that's for another, that's for another podcast. Uh, but tonight we're discussing, uh, like I said, um, the newest stars, star Wars movie that just came out, um, the rise of Skywalker, um, just going around real quick. What was your general impression? I'll, I'll just looking at my screen. I'll start with uh Brian. What was or Rudy? Which, which do you prefer me to call you? I always call you Rudy. But everyone else calls you Brian. Rudy's fine. All right, because yeah, it sounds weird. Anyway, Rudy, what was your just general impression of the movie? Um, I thought it wrapped up the saga well. Um, there's there's so many things to touch on, but um, I really I thought wrapped up the saga well definitely entertaining um having a hard time placing it in my my ranking system of oh like, i am not even going to ask that question <laughs> so hard but but what i can say is this it is far from the least favorite it is much closer to a to a favorite side you know gotcha. it's just there's, but there's nine i mean there's nine it's hard to put in an order so anyhow well, yeah, I mean, I like technically, it. there's eleven if you're gonna count Solo and um, uh, Rogue One. Rogue One. So. Well, I I actually I, I I count those and I count the Clone Wars as well as Rebels. So that's why I struggle. So. Oh yeah, then it would definitely be hard to place all that. So, uh, Jen, uh, general impression. I liked it. Um, I went into this new trilogy kind of skeptical, as you may recall, and. A bit uh, apprehensive because of, you know, the uh, basically killing of my my childhood of the expanded universe and all that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I liked episode seven. So I was uh, warming up to this series and, and I liked the way they wrapped this up because obviously seven and eight left us with a lot of questions. And I feel like we we got a lot of answers in this one. So I was satisfied with that. A lot of people didn't like that because they felt like it was too pandering to the fans. But I'm one of those fans that wanted to be pandered to, damn it. Yeah. yeah. And I Uh, I don't even try to rank them. I just take the whole series as a, you know, collective and yeah, don't ask me to rank any of them. So, (laughs) uh, Sean, general, general impression. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, it, it did wrap up a lot of stuff being a fan. I, I like, my questions answered so it was it was nice to have that but it i'm waiting for the director's cut because there was a couple things that they like just left hanging and i know that he must have done some more scenes but just Mm -hmm. left it on the floor and that bothered me because i knew it was the end of the the series so to me 
you got to wrap everything up. You don't bring up new questions or anything like that. You just finish it. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, no, I definitely could. I I could definitely see there being uh, more stuff out there that we, like you said, that was left on the on the on the floor. Uh, there always is. There's always every movie has stuff cut from it. It's the question is is does it add to or take away from the movie? Me personally, most of the time when I watch a director's cut of a movie. I tend to like it more because a lot of times it tends to answer questions that yeah. that aren't there. Um, uh, Superman, what was it? Uh, Don, uh, Dawn of Justice. That movie was completely – that director's cut made it a completely different movie, and I'm just like they should have never released the one they released. Like I never if, watched director's cuts, so – The director's cut, I still haven't seen it, but from what everyone's told me of that movie in particular, it's like – you know, because I was like, it didn't make any sense what Lex Luthor did, and they're like, no, it did because of this, this, and this. Cy, in particular, never saw it in the theater. He saw the director's cut, and he starts telling me this stuff, and I was like, none of that was in the theatrical version. Like, mm-hmm. that makes so much more sense and actually makes it a decent movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> what we got was like, okay, sure, <laughs> why not? Uh, so, um, my general impression of the movie, I'll be honest, I went in kind of guarded. Just not because I, I am a I am one of those per, uh, people that enjoyed both of the previous movies leading up to this. Um, you know, uh, everyone. You know, a lot of people have said that um, um, the Force Awakens was uh, basically just the original trilogy done again, uh, and I can see that it does bear a lot of a lot of uh, similarity to that. And then a lot of people, you know, griped that um, the Last Jedi was too different and I'm, of course I'm just like well so it, what do you, you want? don't want it exactly you don't want it too much like the original but you don't want it too different so I'm like and unfortunately I think a lot of people fall in that category now at least you know the really really vocal fan people online is you know they've kind of already got something built up in their head and if it's not exactly that then they're not going to like it anyway but whatever um but I think a lot of people too said this one was recycled stories they pulled too much from the EU in this one or or the original trilogy. So I'm just like, guys, and I, like, and I'm I like, I would like to ask some of these people, what is it you want to see in the uh, movie that you will not consider fan service, right. but still, still satisfying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, it's Star Wars is Star Wars. You know, like if you don't pull something about Star Wars, then it's not Star Wars. So everything's <laughs> fan servicey. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed the movie. Um, and like I said, we'll kind of talk about how it compares to and, and kind of, you know, works with the other movies in this trilogy. So, um, out of a Rudy's cup. Yes, he is. <laughs> Rudy has a Rudy's cup. Yes, he does. For those at home, not watching. <laughs> yes. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and start. Like I said, I told everyone before the show, if you want to jump ahead on something, that's fine. If you think about something you want to go ahead and jump ahead of, that's fine. I am going to kind of go through the movie kind of um, in order just because it helps me keep my thought process um, going. All right, so we, we have the opening scroll, and it talks about Emperor Palpatine is basically broadcasting, telling, telling everyone he's back. Now, I was surprised as hell from that just because – you know, from the trailer, you know, it's, it's kind of we don't really see Palpatine. We see a little bit of him and, you know, it's kind of dark and everything else. And I found it really interesting that literally within like the first 10 minutes of the movie, like it was just a straight on shot of Palpatine. It's just like, 
oh, okay, so he's going to be a big part of this movie. He's not like the build-up thing out at the end. So, um, the dead but speak. <laughs> yeah, it starts off – now, I didn't realize this. Um, so uh, Kylo Ren is running around looking for – at the start of the movie, he's basically with a bunch of storm um, – sorry, uh, First Order troopers, and they're fighting on this planet, and he's looking for this thing uh, called a uh, Sith Wayfinder to help find this planet that we li- later find is called Exegol. Uh, according to the Wikipedia page, that was Mustafar, which is uh, Vader's planet, which makes sense. That's why there would be a, you know, one of the uh, the um, wayfinders there. So, um, so he finds if, it. He go on. If you um, anybody follow the aftermath books? No. Okay. I, I think in I read the, the first one. Books. Yeah. In, in the aftermath books, it, it, it's explained. And of course, my, my son and I, we shared a moment whenever I, I found this part out. So the people that Kylo Ren was killing, those were reportedly the uh, like the Vader worshippers who after uh, Return of the Jedi, they went and they were collecting his his helmet, his saber and a number of other the artifacts they were they were worshiping him there's you know these people that worship vader in the galaxy and that's them that's the ones he was killing to go get the wayfinder which i really wish they would have gone ahead and called it a holocron like you know the rest of the star wars galaxy calls it anyhow go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's like one, one gripe i did have but anyway, go ahead. right yeah. um so he goes to this planet uh called exegol and um it looks like this giant kind of pyramid thing that's just kind of hovering over um and he goes down in it and i want to say haven't we visited this planet before in rebel or in clone wars because i vaguely remember going someplace where there were giant sith statues maybe it was a different sith sith temple or it something, was it was so. a different sith place where another holocron was found but very similar design okay so awesome to see in live action yeah. yes it was um so Kylo Ren's walking around and the Emperor starts talking. He's like, you know, I've been waiting for you to come here quite a while. And he's like, you know, Snoke trained you well. He's like, I killed Snoke. He's like, yeah, I made Snoke. So and then we literally see a <laughs> jar of Snokes. And I was like, that's kind of cool. Um, so let's talk about that for a second. One of the big problems that some people had with um, uh, The Last Jedi was – they thought the dismissal of Snoke. Everybody was like, I want to know his backstory. And he's got, he had to have something happen. He had to have been really awesome or something to get to the power he was in. And it turns out, yeah, he had something really awesome. He was basically a puppet for the emperor all these years, um, which I want to talk a little bit more about that later uh, as to Palpatine's plans. As it, if you look at it over the entire series, um, but yeah, Palpatine definitely couldn't just come back and said, "Hey, guess what? I survived the Death Star." Like everybody would have gotten on their horse and and rode up and just, you know, they would have they would have decimated whatever was left. So it makes sense that he had a puppet to start at least that part. At least in my mind, it made sense. Um, but he tells Kylo Ren, "Hey, listen, you know, I got a deal for you. Um, you go kill the girl, quote unquote, the girl, uh, and I'm going to give you this army of." Um, Star Destroyers that apparently just came out of nowhere. I mean, you know, he's been working on them, but did anyone else, was anyone else kind of like questioning that a little bit? I'm just like. That bothered me a lot. Like That bothered you? One, to build the ships and all that, but where was he getting like the troopers to staff? (laughs) Was he starting a new clone facility there too? He must have. Well, I think he, 
uh, Snoke was a clone and he had been dabbling in cloning and black like science for a long time in addition to the dark side of the force. So I think that had a lot that, to do with it. That makes that sense, was, but they never said it. <laughs> yeah. True. It's an unanswered. Jennifer, you were big into the EU before? Or were you? I was, yeah. It's been so long since I've so, read it. but So so part of that was, was bo- borrowed from the EU because yeah. um, you know, later on in the EU there was the, um, there was the invasion of that other – I can't – pronounce the name of the, the creatures that invaded the galaxy later on after in turn of the jedi but um in the oh EU, i know what you're talking about that other species yeah, yeah yes the emperor had gone and he had created like several death stars out in the uh the outer rim beyond the outer rim whatever the unknown <laughs> areas and he was creating a much bigger empire um that was part of the eu so i kind of feel like they borrowed a lot of that with you know in, in doing that oh okay well let me just go somewhere where nobody knows us and here we go. Uh, now we have this absolutely enormous new order, last final order. Yeah. Which, by the way, I love. Yeah. I love the idea that there's the first order, and then the, now this is the final order. This is this yeah. is what I've been building to. But, uh, but well, you brought up. Oh, go on, sorry, Jean. I, I was just gonna say, um, we read Catalyst for our book club show a few years ago, and to me, one of the things that struck me most about that book focused on the resource acquisition and management mm-hmm. side of building the Death Star and all the things that, that went into everything that the Empire used. Um, and so that was the first time we really saw that addressed, like in every movie, right? It's just plentiful metal and ore and everything. Um, so that was my first thought was like, where the fuck did they get all these you know, things to make this equipment in addition to the people? And that makes sense if they went beyond, because if they'd have done it in the known universe, people would have been like, where the fuck is our stuff going? You know, like, yeah. <laughs> well, something that my brother brought up, because I actually had the exact same thing. I was like, not so much the metal and stuff. And I do understand that, you know, where did they get the resources from? But I was like, who is who is like captaining or, you know, who's actually, you know, working in these ships? Were they all just yeah. I thought maybe they were all just. Because it talks about they need to follow out in a beacon at the end. I thought, well, maybe they're all slave to one, and they just kind of follow, and then they can staff them later. But like my brother brought up, uh, there is that scene in the movie where um, – and I don't remember his name, but the officer that ends yeah. up killing uh, – he's kneeling, and he's talking to the emperor, which means he's had conversations with him. So he may have been working on the staffing of this for quite a while. Yeah. So – Still, that's a lot of ships. For a that lot is a lot of damn ships, though. Um, so all anyways, with Death Star capabilities. Yeah. Yes, and yeah. That's that's yeah, I definitely want to talk about that in, in a second. Um, that totally made sense to me. I'm sure there were some people who were just, you know, like, but anyway. Um, <laughs> so anyway, he talks to Palpatine, and and he's like, you know, okay, sure, I'll go, I'll I'll take care of it because I want this new army or whatever. But he obviously doesn't trust him because uh, we find that out as soon as he starts talking to everyone else. <laughs> Uh, he's just like, no, that's not the plan. I'm I'm doing what he thinks I'm doing. That's not really what I'm doing. Um, and then the next thing we have is um, we find Ray training, and I thought it was I, I love the scene, the the imagery of her uh, floating with the two rings of rocks around her or whatever, and she's trying to communicate with uh, you know the Jedi, and you know she's just like it's not happening. And then we get we get you know our princess, our general Leia. Um, how did y'all feel the second time I watched the movie, I really kind of paid attention to it. And some of, I, I know they had recorded a lot of stuff and they kind of had to 
retrofit how maybe some of the dialogue went together. I think I don't ever think any of it was clunky. I don't think any I don't think some of it was as smooth as it could have been, but I also know that they were limited as to um you know what what they could have her say or whatever, you know, depending on what she already had. But I, overall I think it worked out okay. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was uh, really well done. Like yeah, especially the second time through you can see the little errors in the computer generation and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But you're really looking for it at that point. Yeah, exactly. The first time through, you're like, holy crap, this is really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nothing stood out to me. I thought they did a good job of adapting the story to what they had, you know. Yeah. Yeah, her her, her comments, you know, her, her discussions with Ray and stuff – all the, all that felt really organic. Some of her interactions with some of the other people maybe felt like it was a little a little odd, but like I said, overall none none of it like I said stuck out like a sore thumb. It was like obviously it was like, well, that that comment really didn't work for what y'all were talking about, well, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um so um we also or maybe maybe before that uh before that scene, we actually have uh we've got Poe, we've got um um Finn uh, we've got BB-8. Or I'm sorry, we got R2, and they're flying the Millennium Falcon into. Okay, I'm, was it ice on water or was it like? Because that looked weird to me. Because I like couldn't a, tell if it was in space or if it was just ice on water. It kind of looks like ice flowing in space to me. But okay, well, um, so they they pull up. There's a there's an alien. They pull up real quick. This alien gives them some information. Tells them that there's a spy in the first order. Uh, they they come out and they do something that we haven't seen before, which I can already see some of the fanboys just like going crazy over. Uh, he's doing what he's referring to as light speed skipping, and yeah. it's basically hopping through light speed over and over and over again. And I was thinking about I was like, well, if we're going by the information that we got from the previous movie, we can now track people through light speed jumps. So it would make sense as to why these Tie Fighters are able to keep up with him but i thought i i thought that was an awesome scene was him flying from you know place to place to place and of course you know it ends up wasn't so good for the falcon but <laughs> yeah uh yeah. i think that, that, that they scene. got the data from that was voiced by mark hamill do yes. what now yeah that alien, was it yeah mm-hmm. that was mark hamill was yeah. it i didn't know that, that. was another part yeah oh oh that's awesome also, I found it kind of funny that they had to go uh, physically download data f- to get this okay. message, and I'm like, you can literally jump through space and snap, yeah. but mm-hmm. you still have to go download this data. I get security and all that, but I'm like, there's no way to transmit it. Like, no, yeah. <laughs> he plugged him in with like a you know a giant. Yeah. I thought that was. It, it yeah, that's cool. always the funny thing is, you know, like like you said, they can go light speed in the Star Wars universe, but like their hologram imaging, while it looks cool, is like, oh, really? Yeah, this so this isn't any better than this? Like FaceTime is technically better than what you got going on here. I thought that was funny, too. When you see the little bloop, bloop, bloop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <That's> Spaceballs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. So anyway, let's see here. Uh, Poe and Finn uh, deliver the intel about there's a spy uh, that Palpatine has, you know, is on Exegol. Um, Ray's learned from Luke Skywalker's notes that the Sith Wayfinder can lead them there. Um, 
And uh, and so they're like, OK, well, we're going to go look it up. And at first she's like, no, I'm, it's too dangerous for you all to go. And I, I love the line. She's like, you know, I'm going alone. And they're like, yeah, alone with us. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we got Ray Finn, Poe, Chewbacca, BB-8 and C-3PO. And they get on the Millennium Falcon once it's kind of put back together. And they end up going uh, to this desert world. Um, real quick sidejack. This, if you are a fan of C-3PO, this has to be the best movie, period. Yeah. 3PO stole the show for me in this movie. <laughs> he was so fun. And none of it really stuck out. It was just so, the comments, the, the the comment, like whenever they fall through the the sand, you know, they start calling for each other. He's like, you didn't call my name, but I'm here and I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, he was, well, he was constantly being ignored, like he always is, but he really like showed it this time. Yeah. He was great. So, uh, well, we'll get to that in a second. But anyway, so uh, we get to the sand place. They almost get captured. And then we run into Lando. Uh, so excited to see Lando <laughs> on screen. And he he did a great job. I, I, he, he slid right back into that role for me. So, mm-hmm. And especially because leading up to this movie, I went back and rewatched all of the previous movies. So that does include Solo, and um, just seeing like number one, the uh, what's his name portraying him in Solo is still so fantastic. But mm-hmm. and then you see him, you know, later on, and he's uh, you know he does appear in some of the animated series or whatever, uh, and it is Billy D. Williams because he's like only one person voices Lando, and that's me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he just slid right back into that role, and I I loved seeing him on screen. Uh, I'm glad we got I, – I mean from the trailer we saw a part with him and Chewie in the Falcon, but as we know from previous trailers that just because it's in the trailer doesn't mean it ends up in the movie. So I was like, <laughs> oh, I hope this isn't the only time we see Lando. Hopefully we do get when to see I- Saw the guy in the mask. Something just told me that's fucking Lando, isn't it? I I had no clue. I was just. I don't know why. I just thought it's gotta be Lando. (laughs) His mask was kind of similar to the one he wore in Jedi, I think, too. A little bit, yeah. So, um, oh, I was gonna say something. I completely forgot. Oh, okay. So anyway, Lando tells him that the reason why he's on the planet is because him and Luke were looking for it. Um. They were looking. They had gone out and looked for it, and then that's when, you know, after that's when Luke, you know, basically ran off and, and kind of hid or whatever. So, um, so we get a uh, they they are found. Kylo finds out where they're at and uh, hen, uh, sends the Knights of Ren. Uh, let's talk about the Knights of Ren a little bit. Overall, do you feel like they were? Were they Boba Fetted a little bit, if you know what I mean? They look badass, and, but in the end, they really didn't do all that much. <laughs> they got slaughtered pretty quick. Yeah, like, well, he takes them down pretty quick there at the very end, yeah. So I think a lot of people were kind of, like, uh, a little let down, but we we didn't get any more of the Knights of Ren. I'm okay with what we got, you know. Yeah. So uh, there's a supposedly a uh, comic book series that just came out that's starting. I don't know how long the run is, but it's about the uh, I think it's called the rise of Kylo Ren or the beginnings of Kylo Ren. And I'm sure it will probably feel, you know, fill in some more of that information. So I was um, a little confused on them because like in the in The Force Awakens, uh, Luke talks about Kylo and some of his students attacking like the rest of the school. Which, right. Led me to believe that they were the Knights of Ren, but they aren't. 
They're not Jedi or anything like that. And that just, okay, what is it? (laughs) So so the question is, if they're not the Force-sensitive students, where are those Force-sensitive students to help destroy the temple? Exactly. Well, that's a good point. Did he destroy them because they're a threat? (laughs) Strong possibility. Um. So we have uh we we they go to okay so they're on the they're on the uh, uh the planet and then Ray has a moment where she's connected to Kylo Ren again like we got in uh, the Last Jedi. Um, apparently now they're well actually no I go I I'm taking I'm gonna take that back before I even say it. Um, there were moments in the Force Awakens or I'm sorry in the Last Jedi where when they were communicating with each other they could either see or interact a little bit with some of the surroundings. So like there was whenever she was talking to him in the rainstorm, like he ended up getting wet, even though he was still on a ship, you know, really far away. Um, but we start getting these really interesting interactions because he's talking to her and he starts hinting to her, you know, why the emperor wants her dead and reaches out and grabs the necklace that's on her around her neck. And that's how, you know, he hands it off and that's how they're able to find out where, where they're at yeah so, in like 10 seconds yeah yeah it was pretty quick pretty quick analysis yeah. there so uh you know once again they can analyze stuff like that but once again facetime is a little better technology than they got but anyway uh so or even skype um so anyway they uh we have this scene where they're fighting uh they have to run away they're fighting with some uh uh First order troopers, and at first I thought, okay, well surely they're speeders. But then they come out on these bikes that are basically like a big chain, which I thought was a really cool thing. And then when they dump up and some of the stormtroopers start <laughs> flying, kind of like they're uh, Mandalorians, uh, I was like, okay, well I guess they fly now, and exa- that's exactly what everyone says. They're like, they fly now? That's that's a new thing. They fly now. <laughs> yeah. Um. So they ended up they, they managed to end up uh, uh, fighting all of them off. They fall through this this black quicksand, and then they encounter. That's where we have some of the funny scenes of everyone. Uh, I also love I, I love Poe Dameron as a character. I just I think he's great. <laughs> I know a lot of people didn't really like him for whatever reason in the in the uh, Last Jedi, but uh, when Leia light or Leia when Ray lights the lightsaber and and then he does the flashlight <laughs> kind of like it. You, everyone flashes back to when they were a kid and did the exact same thing, <laughs> which I thought was nice. Um, but they go around and then they find this giant. They find a uh, a blade that is that's supposed to help them find the uh, the wayfinder, and then they encounter this giant snake. And there's where we get our tie into the Mandalorian. So uh, real quick, spoiler alert: if you have not caught up on the Mandalorian, uh, are you going to be okay with this, Jen? Yeah, it's, I already read this. Okay. I, I was gonna tell you they. I found out what the uh, tie-in was, and it. I didn't even. I wouldn't have even thought it was a spoiler because I already knew that was a thing you could do with the. Force. Yeah. Well, okay. So yes, in the expanded universe, the ability for a Jedi to heal someone else or heal themselves, that's that's been a thing. Like that's been a thing for a long time in the expanded universe. It's something that they haven't really touched in the movies though. But uh, the night before this movie drops, uh, the Mandalorian, the final episode of the Mandalorian comes out, or not the, the second to last episode of the Mandalorian comes out, and quote unquote Baby Yoda um, is able to put his hands on uh, a character and is able to heal him. And so it's like, okay, so we're definitely making this part of 
the Star Wars universe, and so it's not going to be weird when it happens because Rey puts her hand on this giant snake thing and is able to transfer some of her life force to it, healing it, causing it to not attack, moving away, and, and allowing them to get back out. Which I uh, will say, uh-oh. until Baby Yoda did it, the last time we had seen that happen was when E.T. healed Elliot because he <laughs> was a Force-sensitive. <laughs> That's true. There you That's go. true. That's that and, is. And like you said, I mean, it's it, a conspiracy. It is. It's canon. There are there's ET's race clearly seen in the Senate in the original, you know, in the uh, the, the prequel trilogy. So, Which yeah, it's canon. More to my theory, ET was a badass force sensitive. Booyah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that may have to be a different show. Uh, <laughs> But I'm glad they did that on The Mandalorian just because I'm sure a lot of people who – here's the funny thing about some people. I'm sure they're, they think they're giant Star Wars fans, but they have never read you know, or done anything in Expanded Universe or anything like that. So they're like, where did that come from? That's that's new. Mm. Like, no, not really. You do a little reading, a little research, you might know that. Or just book of the movie sometimes. <laughs> or that too, yeah. That gets more detailed. Um. So uh, they're able to get out. They find this ship that belonged to an assassin named uh, Ochi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who were, they were looking for this dagger, and they're in the process of trying to get it up and running. They find – and Ray's like, I've got to go do something real quick. Uh, they tell Chewbacca, go find Ray. Uh, so Chewbacca walks out for a second. And really quickly – so then we get this scene that was in the original the original teaser, teaser trailer that dropped – we have Ray out in the middle of this desert with this TIE fighter coming at her, and she like turns and is like, <laughs> like she's ready to you know do a a, a, a ten meter you so know hundred meter dash or whatever, yeah. yeah, and runs and does this flip over and it's Kylo Ren and basically destroys his ship, and she's, she's like, hold up, let me go destroy this TIE fighter with my fucking lightsaber and nothing else. No shit, yeah, and that was awesome. Oh, <laughs> so she. You know, she runs and does that real quick, and they're yelling at her. Uh, at this point, uh, they've got, they've gone to look to see where Chewie is as well, and Chewie has been captured. Now, my second viewing, I noticed that there were two drop ships. My first viewing, I didn't see the second drop ship that was kind yeah, of sitting there either. behind the other one, but it is clearly there if you're looking. The reason why that's important is, um, I went and saw this on opening night. We didn't really talk about that. Went and saw this opening night. Um, I had unfortunately drank a lot of water during the day and apparently didn't quite get rid of all of it before the movie. So at this point, I was like, man, I really kind of have to go pee. <laughs> and I'm like, OK, well, we've got to be coming up to something that can't be that, you know, can be you know, I can actually run out real quick, go to the bathroom, come back. And we get to this scene and the ship starts to take off and Finn runs out and is yelling at at Ray. Chewie is on the ship and she then starts, you know, starts to use the force and is holding back this ship. It is something we holding back a ship we haven't seen in the movies. It's been done lots and, you know, the expanded stuff. Um, but she starts to pull the ship back down and then Kylo Ren walks out and he starts to grab the ship as well. And they're having this force wrestling match midair. And at this point, he just kind of keeps going and pushing it and pushing it. And she gets pissed off and she fucking uses force lightning on this ship and not only on the ship, but causes it to explode. And I was just like, 
this is not how they killed Chewbacca. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere until I find out fucking Chewbacca is alive. And now he has a urinary tract infection. <laughs> I was so just like, this can this, no, yeah. this can't be. This cannot For be the way that this I is. Was deeply hurt. Yes. Oh yeah, I was. I was like, I can't. I can't handle another my another big character. My seven-year-old daughter was hugging onto my arm. Ugly crying. Oh yeah. Oh, I was crying. Oh, I was crying. See, I saw the second ship in the first viewing, and I, I kind of figured. I didn't see it, but because yeah, they couldn't kill Chewie like that. Oh no! If that if they had taken so out Chewie, like, he was on that ship. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, so for there's there's about seven minutes of the movie that you know there's a slight there's a possibility that Chewie is gone. Um. And not like in a heroic, awesome way or anything. Like just, oh shit, I can use force lightning, and I accidentally killed like my co-pilot. That sucks. Um, oh yeah, and so, she felt sh- like shit about it too. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, she's so she horrible about terrible. it. Terrible. Um, and uh, they're like, come on, we've got to go, we've got to go. So she just kind of, you know, leaves Kylo Ren. Of course, he's just kind of. You can tell Kylo Ren Wait. is just like what. You mi- you 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 skipped over the part where they found the dagger and three PO read it but couldn't read it oh, to them. You know what? You were absolutely right. Under, so, when, when they were underground with the snake. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, I know what this says. <laughs> like, okay, tell us. He's like, oh well, I I can't. It's against my coding and. Um, I I actually was reading after I watched the movie about that, and so there's a theory that. The um, way back when the emperor was in charge, he's the one that passed the law against allowing droids to translate Sith because he never wanted anyone else to be able to find anything Sith, which makes sense. Yes, that Uh, would make sense. That could have been like a holdover from his days, I guess. But the fact that like, yeah, he he he's just literally hardwired to self-destruct or whatever to to them was kind of interesting. Another uh, thing that I've read online, the illustrated encyclopedia or whatever that's come out for the Star Wars, mm-hmm. Ochi looks like the, like this. They do a close-up shot of Ochi's skull, and it looks like he's the same race as Snoke. Really? He might have been that's another cool. clone. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah, it it because I was like, ah, I don't know about that because you see a shot of Ochi when he's alive. Uh-huh. But, yeah, you take a look at the skull and all that, and it's like, holy crap, this. Might actually be a Snoke. Hmm. Which would make mm-hmm. sense because he was an assassin of yeah. Jedi, so he would have been had to have had force at least force sensibility, if not force power. So, yeah. so that's interesting. Um, it's funny in the in the uh, article I'm going through here, Jen. Actually, it, it gets to that point right now. So, but yeah, I did forget that is that is how it actually happened. You know. Uh, Time-wise, so that's where they go to their next idea. They're like, well, we have to find a place where we can get this information. We don't have the dagger anymore. Fucking Chewie's gone. Everything sucks. Um, But it's still in his head. (laughs) That's right. It's still in 3PO's head, so we have to find a place where we can go get it out of his head. Uh, It's at this point that I had to get up and finally go to the bathroom and come back. Anyway, uh, so they go to – uh, oh, and they also have the Falcon. They have captured the Falcon, so things aren't looking too good. Um, let's see here. Uh, they take the ship. Yeah, so they take they take the ship, <coughs> and they go to 
what is it? Uh, K I J I M I. Kajami. Kajami. Yeah. Kajimi. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they go. They go to this place. They run into an old. Uh, <laughs> an old friend. Uh, friend yes. Of uh, of, of Poe's. Uh, which I had asked my brother about because I was like, okay, so I came back in and they're at this point they're about to hook up C-3PO and I'm just like, I'm like, all right, who's the chick, you know, with the shiny helmet? She looks badass, but. Uh. Which this scene was another scene that got me all choked up when they when 3PO like said, yeah, you can crack my skull open, and then he like he gives the speech, you know, about his best friends or all, you know, that he's taking one last look at his friends. I was like, oh my god. I can't. I was, I was prepared for it because it was in the trailer, but I was still just like. That was out okay. of context, though. Yeah, that's very true. And I was just like, because it actually it was pulled almost directly from the movie, so I'm just like, oh wow, are they really about to just? Yeah, they're they're about to redo his his you know his noggin. Mm-hmm. So, which I'm like, okay, if you're gonna kind of kill three PO, I guess this is the way because he's still technically alive and he's still three PO. He just yeah. wouldn't have any in the memory, so. Um, that little alien that wipes his Oh mind. my god, he's so cute. Uh, she, uh, he was voiced by the same chick that did Moaning Myrtle and Harry Potter. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and uh, once you know that, that's all you can hear. <laughs> what was that little guy's name? Um, oh, I'm looking Bar- for Babu Frick. Babu, Babu Frick. Yeah, yeah Babu yeah, Frick. Babu yeah. Frick. My oldest like, friend. <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah, Moaning Myrtle. So now That's I dare you to watch awesome. it again and not yep. see Moaning Myrtle. And J.J. Abrams also voiced the that little cone droid. Dio. Dio. Oh, yeah. yeah, I knew about – I heard about thank that, you. that he was like, I'm going to be in here somewhere. So he's like, I'll be Dio. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah, those are two great characters. Yeah. Yes. I, I love – okay, going back through the Star Wars movies, I really love – I love the droids because you've got, oh, yeah, you know, three all... uh, PO is really prissy. Apparently, you know, R two has just got like a freaking, you know, potty mouth constantly. Uh, if you listen to how many times three PO scolds him for the what, what he's saying, it's just like. <laughs> and then going back and watching uh, Solo and uh, Rogue One, I loved both of the droids in there as well. And then yeah. of course I've fallen in love with BB eight, and it's just Dio was just like, yeah, sure, cool, yeah, bring him along, so. Well, when uh, I rewatched seven and eight with my sister, because she had never seen them before, uh-huh. so leading up to this, we had to watch it, and I was like, the best part of this whole like universe is the droids because they're constantly being like undervalued and they're constantly saving everyone's asses and they don't complain about it, except for three PO, he complains mm-hmm. about everything. But yeah, they're they're just like if you watch every single movie, they just do something to just save the day. I mean, fucking, you know, R two, like. First scene. Oil out and blew <laughs> blew somebody up with a flamethrower. I was like, where the hell was this in episodes four through six? Yeah, no shit, right? Like he can, they can all just do these amazing things, and they're funny and cute. So, I have a theory, and I told this to my partner at work. I said, you know, I'm still expecting, even with Disney Plus and having all of the movies in 4K available through Disney Plus, I still expect Disney stock to drop at some point, and they're just going to be like, all right, time to unleash the un the unaltered versions of the original trilogy. And of course everybody will buy it. And I'm like, so here's what they do. I'm like, but once they do that, they can't do it again. I was like, no, 
here's what they do. So they release the unaltered version of the original trilogy, and then they wait several years, and when their stock drops again, say, all right, so now we're going to release a version that has subtitles for every single droid. <laughs> and I would be like, fuck, I'd have to buy that too, because that would be awesome. <laughs> Instead of having to hear 3PO say, oh, well, R2 said this, I want to see R2 actually say, no, dumbass, <laughs> this is what we're doing. What is he actually? Well, I mean, they're the only two characters consistently in every yes, they are. original or in every trilogy. Mm-hmm. So really, this whole series is being told from their viewpoint in a way. Yeah, well, I mean, when we read that book, How Star Wars Conquered the Universe, that was one of the things that he was originally like, the whole thing's going to be told from – uh, you know, a certain person's, you know, perspective, and it's like, well, yeah, obviously it's R2 and 3PO are telling this yeah. entire story, kind of, so. Uh, which is funny, because, you know, it, and the first one, you know, 3PO is like, I'm not much of a storyteller, and then, of course, you know, we get to Return of the Jedi, and he's fucking, <laughs> you know, with sound effects and everything else, and I'm just like, you're a hell of a tel- storyteller. <laughs> um, So anyway, so uh, they get the information. Uh, Now, okay, when 3PO reboots and comes and sits up with the red eyes, I was like, okay, this is actually kind of cool, Uh, which answers that thing because everybody was like there was a part of a trailer or, you know, I think it was part of the teaser where, you know, we get a little glimpse of that and everyone's like losing their shit. They're like, why does C-3PO have red eyes? Like, is he going to demon voice? Yeah. Um, So he gives them the information and then like, completely reboots again and immediately just like hi i'm c3po who are you <laughs> and pose like this is going to be a problem <laughs> um let's see here so um they're trying to escape and we have another scene kylo ren has um come down to the planet and he's looking for him on the other hand uh ray gets the feeling that chewbacca is on the ship so they get in a transport and sneak aboard the ship um and Kylo Ren's down on the planet, you know, searching for him. And so they split up, and the guys go get Chewie. Um, where we get that, you know, we get we. I I still love the interaction between Poe and Finn. I I love them as characters. I love seeing how they interact with each other. Um, and we never do find out exactly what he was going to tell her, do, do we? Mm-mm. They don't do it in the movie, but J.J. Abrams is gone on to say that he meant to tell uh ray that he was force sensitive that's what he was gonna tell her that's what he was mm. and that bothered me through the first two like first two times i saw it i'm like god they they never actually get to it why mm. would you leave something like that open-ended but yeah jj abrams has gone on to say yeah it, he meant to say that he you was know, force sensitive. He you can tell that he is throughout the movie well yeah you can yeah. tell yeah. but that's awesome. The way, like, yeah. when you're dying, you think you're going to die? Oh, I meant to tell you that I'm Force-sensitive. Really? That's <laughs> yeah, that's a little <laughs> odd. Especially because you kind of been crushing on the girl in all three of the movies. It's kind of like you would automatically think, oh, well, it's going to be I love you. But it apparently it's like, no, hey, guess what? I got a little bit of what you got to. <laughs> yeah. But you're, y'all are right. I, I, heard, I heard y'all say you can tell because um, – He's able to use the lightsaber decently. Yeah, uh, I thought that was weird in the first one. Yeah, the fact that he's able to do that, the fact that he gets a, he gets out of some of the crap that he does the way he does, it's like you obviously have to. And then of course in this third movie, you know, he can sense whenever something's happening to Ray, and yeah. you know starts freaking out about it. So. And his um, conversation with the other character who um was a former stormtrooper, 
where, where they're talking about it's the feeling they got, you know, like they just couldn't do it. Exactly. Yeah. Go through with their orders. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll get to that in a second here, too. OK, so uh, they're on the ship. They're running around. They find Chewbacca. Uh, the guys find Chewbacca and they're in the process of um, promptly get caught. <laughs> yes, they promptly get caught. Um, and Ray goes to Kylo Ren's quarters and we have another situation where uh, they're communicating with each other. Uh, and he basically it's at this point where he says who she is. Right. Or is that still later? Yeah, I think it is. I think it's later. Is okay. it? Yeah. He starts to tell her. Oh, no, because yeah. he says, he I'll starts, come tell you the rest of your story. Or yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's when she's on the bridge that he tells her, I think. Yeah. We have a really awesome – we have a, a, a cool inter, uh, uh, lightsaber duel here uh, where we get that scene where it looks like they're together and destroying part of you know something. We couldn't figure out what it was. I kind of thought – I was like, that looks like a podium that maybe Vader's helmet's on, and sure enough, that's where it is uh, because Vader's helmet falls in the snow, and he's like, you know, she's in my quarters. Uh, so he yeah, tells as soon him, as they started fighting, I'm like, you're going to give it away. He's going to uh-huh. figure it out because something's going to come through. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have this fight and he's like, okay, well that's where she's at. And you know, she, you know, grabs the stuff she needs to grab. And at this point the guys are caught and they're basically, uh, what is the, does anyone know what the name of that commander was? The uh, big guy or Hux? Hux? No, not Hux. The guy, the guy who kills Hux. Oh. Oh, yeah. I forget. Anyway, um, I was with a G, but I can't remember. Yeah, and it's not it's not listing here. So anyway, he finds them, basically tells them, uh, terminate them. They're all lined up, and once again, they're literally just moments away from being shot in the back by stormtroopers, and they're having an argument, which I'm just like, of course they are. <laughs> and then General Hux is like, I want to do this myself, and then promptly shoots the stormtroopers, and is like, I'm the spy, and I'm just like. I I liked I know a lot of people were like, you know, Hux was like really um you know in what? that first movie Hux was he was he got that evil vibe from him. Yes, he was like but kind by, of an extremist. By the second movie he started becoming like a, a joke. looking boy and it was like, Okay, this is this is getting dumb and by the third one he was like such a little piss hand. <laughs> but I'm glad to see that he was the one, and I like his reasoning. I like the reasoning was I don't care if you win, I just need Kylo Ren to lose. Like he has become so personal. Yeah, he is so pissed off at Kylo. He's just like, I will fucking burn this place down to make sure you don't get what you want. So, yeah. um, let's see here. Uh, uh, Ray recovers the dagger. Okay, so she gets the dagger back. Um, she has visions of her parents being killed. Um, okay, so yeah, apparently this is when he tells her that um, that she is a Palpatine. Now, let's talk about that a little bit. <laughs> Everyone kept thinking she's a she's a Skywalker. She's a Skywalker. She's she's you know um, she somehow or another she's Luke's daughter. Or, but it never made sense to me that she somehow would have been. Uh, a solo that I'm just like, no, Luke and or Leia and, and um, Han would not have had a kid and just not like been like, oh, yeah, that's right. We forgot about their daughter. <laughs> um, so that never made sense to me. It didn't ever really make sense to me of uh, 
her being a Skywalker and as in being uh, Luke's daughter, there was some ideas floated around where she might by chance be a uh, Kenobi. Kenobi. And I had a great theory on that. I was like, and the, the theories that I saw was in in the Clone Wars, um, he has he does nothing ever comes of it, but he ha- kind of has a semi romantic relationship with a woman who's basically in charge of the Mandalorians. She's the leader of Mandalore. Yes. And at so, one point in there, he tells her, if you just give me the word, I will leave the order to be with you. Like, yep. Damn it, this could have happened. Because <laughs> think about it. Now, granted, it, that's not how it worked out, but how badass would it be if she was I – mean, it would, it would completely fill in everything as to her force abilities, her ability to fight – her being very strong-willed. If you were a fucking combination of a Jedi and a Mandalorian, so, which you know we later find out being Mandalorian is not not a race. It is a a was a creed. Anyway, uh, well, going yeah. <laughs> so uh, Hux helps the guys escape. They get on the Millennium Falcon. Uh, before they go though, he tells them shoot him in the arm because otherwise no one's gonna believe him that you know they got away. So he shoots him <laughs> in the leg, which I'm like that's great. Um, and uh, as they're trying to as they're trying to get out, uh, here comes Kylo Ren and he has oh that's when he has the face off with yeah that's when he has the face off with Ray and tells her that dog. she's a a Palpatine. So um so anyway. Talking in front about of that. everybody. Yes, in yeah. front. Of, yeah, and nobody so like, hears. Um, so thoughts on that? Does that seem weird? Does that seem what the way he told her, or what he? No, told the her? fact that she's a Palpatine. The fact that oh. her parents, one of her parents, either her mother or her father, is her father. This okay. Yeah, they say is the son of. You know, Palpatine. I mean, my first thought was, who the fuck would sleep with him? That's what I thought too. <laughs> but then I was like, it was probably cloning or some kind of, you um, know, genetic transfer. Okay. But as powerful as he was as the leader of the Senate, I mean, I have to imagine there's yeah. there's there's groupies Mistresses. just like we have, you know, filthy government groupies now. Okay. Yeah, I'm I sure he had that. several mistresses, and they talk yeah, about that some in the EU that's, as well. That's but. how I'm thinking something like that happened. You know. I'm thinking yes, that definitely is a possibility as to how it could happen. Um, he also but, was handsome before he became a like, you know, pale, deathly looking lizard. The problem man. with that though is if you <laughs> really? look at the you age of parents, though, he was compared to what he is now. I mean, come on. Well, think, yeah. <laughs> think of him in episode one and two. He was a de- like a decent looking normal person, not. I still think the fact that, and they did confirm that uh, Luke Skywalker was, or Luke Skywalker, Anakin Skywalker was created by the Emperor and basically, you know, impregnated in his mother without her knowing. That's why she, you know, said that there was no father. Um, he's a genetic. He was a genetic. He was Mary, you know. and he was Jesus. Yeah. And I'm, I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking instead of, you know, everyone's like, well, who the hell would sleep with the Emperor? I'm thinking he's just like, no, I'm just, we're going to try this again. It didn't quite work out the first time. We're going to give this another shot. <laughs> so, which leads into one of the conversations I want to have near here at the end. Anyway. So um, technically then she sort of is a Skywalker because Skywalker is a Palpatine. I don't know. Anyways. 
I mean, by blood. I don't. If you're going with that. It's like a second cousin. Yeah, kind of a second cousin thing. (laughs) Which makes it weird that they kiss at the end too, but. (laughs) Supposedly there was a release. I want to say it was on comicbook.com. That um, and I don't know who it would have come from. Would it would it have been George Lucas, Disney, whatever? Um, supposedly there's been a recent official statement that no, Anakin was not in fact created by any manipulation of the Emperor. See, yeah, I, I saw that, that it was in a comic, and they said, it yeah, it was. Okay, but they've but they've they redacted said, that no, since. That is not the case. It doesn't matter if it's in a comic. Canon-wise. Because, see, I thought canon-wise it was it was part of their – I wonder why they did that. That's interesting. Anyway, because it kind of <laughs> – Is it Disney canon? That's all the matters. They can't go to that. <laughs> so uh, they, they show up in the Millennium Falcon. They uh, She's able to you know escape with them. They fly off. Uh, Hux is reporting to the general or whatever it is, and he's like, yeah, sure, sure, that's what happened. Go ahead and let Kylo Ren know what's going on, and then turns around and blasts him, and that's it. Like, Hux is dead. And I was just kind of like, I was a little taken aback. I was like, oh, shit, okay, so <laughs> we're doing isn't, this. Isn't this um, the scene, too, where Kylo reveals that they're a dyad, like right before she jumps into the, the Millennium yeah. Falcon? Yeah. He's trying to get her to come with him, and that's the first time we've heard of this, I think, in this, you know, in the movies anyways, like we're dyad and we're connected by the force and we can take them down together. I mean, he's been trying to get her to join him, but yeah. he's figured it out, I guess. Yeah, because he does. He does say, you know, you uh, in the previous conversation, he's like, you almost took my hand. Why didn't you? And she's kind of like, well, because you're you. But, you know, you could have killed me. Why didn't you? Mm-hmm. So. Um, Did you guys see that Hux was the spy from the beginning? Nope. I thought it was the other guy because they kind of panned to him when something happened, and I never yeah. would have saw Hux. But I, a, I a few people yeah. I know were like, "Yeah, I totally called this." <laughs> yeah, know. just like Poe did, exactly like yeah. Poe did. I knew it. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay, so uh, the. Uh, Unfortunately, the landing uh, um, uh, the, the landing stuff on the Falcon is broken. I don't understand why they didn't just slow and just kind of drop, but whatever. <laughs> Maybe they're coming in kind of hot. Uh, so they land on um, Kef Burr, which is technically as soon as they said it is in the uh, yeah, in the uh, indoor system, I was just like, oh, shit. So we're going back here. Um Here's where I okay so they they show up they're trying to figure out the remains of the second death star are sitting in this you know extremely active ocean uh <laughs> and they're like I don't know how the hell we're going to get over there and then we get um some ex stormtroopers uh primarily the one named Hannah um She's a resistance sympathizer she comes up and she's like I can get you all over there but it's going to take a little time and they're like well we got to we got to fix the ship um, and of course, Ray ends up going, you know, taking things into her own hand. She figures out where it is on the, le- the remains of the Death Star now, um, which means this blade, which is leading them to there obviously had to be created after return of the Jedi. Yeah. 
So it's not like it was because at first I kind of took it as being like a really old artifact, but I'm like, it can't be that old. Like it obviously happened after after the Death Star was destroyed because it shows you exactly where it is. Um, But would make sense as to why it's there, because, of course, the emperor would want to have it on hand. Um, You know what? That's something we haven't touched on yet. Let's go ahead and just pause for a second and touch on that. Um, it's him. It's the emperor. It's not a clone, right? Yep. Right. Because, and the only reason at first I thought, well, maybe it's a clone, but the only reason that definitely tells me it's him is because later on, whenever they're having the final battle, he makes the comment about throwing Kylo Ren off. Like he got thrown off of the death star. And I'm just like, well, no, it's, it's fucking him. Plus Um, he was pretty fried up from, yeah, he was not in good absorbing all the shit. So, it's amazing um, what Bacta can do for you. Yeah, no joke, right? Amazing what Bacta can do for you. Yeah, no joke. Yeah. Well, so, or even the look of surprise he had on his face when he started regenerating. Oh, yeah. And we'll, yeah, we'll have to like, definitely talk oh, about that. I didn't think of this. This is Exactly. Cool. <laughs> um, so, uh, Leia, or Leia, why do I keep calling it? Uh, Ray ends up going over to the Death Star and is going, you know, we have another scene throwing back to the first movie in the trilogy where she's the going Death through. Star. <laughs> yes, where she's going, <laughs> where she's going through the uh, Star Destroyer and jumping around and everything. And she finds she finds the uh, uh, the bridge. I guess you'd call it the bridge where the Emperor was and finds this hidden room and finds the 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 Wayfinder and then has a vision of what she would be like as a Sith. Um First off, hot. I'm not quite sure. Oh yeah, I'm not quite sure about how this double-bladed lightsaber she has works out, being that it folds up. But it did trap her blade in between it, so I guess that's the idea for that weapon. Because um, when I first saw it, I thought, "How does this thing work?" Like everything else has made sense to me. Double-bladed lightsaber—that's fine. You know, Kylo Ren's lightsaber with little things on the side—that makes sense. It's a guard. I was just like, why would you fold it up? But then, like I said, it, it kind of trapped her blade at one point. So um, she falls out there, and here's Kylo Ren. And he destroys the Wayfinder, and it sets her off. And so they have they start having this epic battle on um, the second Death Star while all this water is hitting. Um, before that, though, Ray and Poe have another argument. Um, you know, he's like, we've got to go Finn. out there. He's like – Finn and Poe. Finn and Poe, I'm sorry. Finn and Poe have this another argument, and Finn is like, you know, we've got to get out there to help her. And Poe's like, we've got to fix the Falcon to get out there to help her. Um, and he tells her, you know, or he tells him, he's, you're not, you're not anything like Leia was. Like, you are not a leader, which was kind of a deep cut there. Um, but they end up making up for it here in, in a bit. Um, so we have this epic battle. Um, and you can tell they're both getting tired and she's just not able to keep up anymore. And it, we get to this point where we think, well, it's he's not going to kill her, but he may do something else to her. He may wound her. I really thought at one point he was going to slice off her hand Yeah, uh, makes- because we had a couple of scenes where she's holding the lightsaber kind of out like this. And for any, you know, for listening to the audio, her arm is kind of out and away just like Luke's was just like Anakin's. Like it's, it's very reminiscent of what has happened in the previous movies. And I was like, he's going to chop her hand off. <laughs> She's going to lose his lightsaber. Um, 
And it's at this point Leia has decided she's going to use all of her Force ability and she's going to try to contact uh, Ben. Uh, anyone? How did that hit? Um, I was, I mean, kind of shocked because she had to know she was basically killing her son or in a way, you know, like that she would be setting him up to get a, a blow that could be mortal. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I was kind of like, okay, she's finally using her force abilities again. Like we know she's force capable, but she hasn't really done much with it. So I kind of liked it, but it, also we knew she had to go. That sucked, yeah. but we knew that. They had yeah. to make, you know, make her exit in a way that didn't show her dying right. face on. So, but it was it was you know it was it was a grand gesture. So she basically right. contacts him and kind of sets him, uh, you know, distracts him. Yeah, distracts him, and uh, Ray freaking just like punches that lightsaber through him like he fucking did Han Solo. Like it was like, well, guess what, buddy, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, but then they so, both feel Leia die and it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then she heals. Uh, she then uses her ability and, and heals him. And he's, you know, he's trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Like, you can tell at this point he's like, you know, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't see, you know, where where am I in, in my life? He He's kind of lost everything at this point. Um. So she gets up and she runs over and takes his his um, his X wing and flies off. Um, at this point, the Falcon shows back up, picks up uh, uh, who am I thinking? Uh, uh, Finn and uh, and uh, and our new person Jana, and they fly off as well. They head back to they head back to base. Um. And they get there, and it's at this, uh, you know, we get some more uh, interactions. We get, um, um, they show up. They're like, we need to talk to, you know, we need to talk to the general. And they're that's oh, when wait, they wait. she's dead. Do we want to talk about Kylo's interaction with his dead father? I was going to get to that here in just a oh, second. Okay. But yeah, let's go ahead and do that. So, um, yeah, did anyone Before see that leaves. happening? I didn't anyone? think that really should have happened. Like, I understand why, but he wasn't, it wasn't a ghost. It's just, I'm a memory. Exactly. Dude, now you're talking to yourself like that. <laughs> Come on. That's what he needed stupid. to do to make the right choice, so he couldn't do it without talking it through, I guess. Oh, there's like, there's fish, there's water. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I was okay with it. Solo but... back, that was a bit of a slap in the face. Like, oh, we're yeah. going to bring back every character. Slap, slap, slap. <laughs> I, I can kind of see that. The other part of me is like a lot of people were like, we didn't ever really, and we don't technically still get all three of the original crew back in one scene, you know, together. Um, but it, I, I can see how people were like, "Well, we need we need Han one more time or something." So, um, well, not so- use his line. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that was that was good. Yeah, that was yeah, that well, was a nice throwback too. And I yeah, love the fact that he 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 did the whole thing again of I I don't know if I'm strong enough to it, and this time he makes. The right. I think we needed it because this is where we get this is where we get the redemption of Kylo Ren, or I should say Ben Solo. Well, this uh, is the rise of Skywalker right there. That's essentially, the yes. Um. So yeah, he instead of, in, of course, you know, you can't really kill a memory, but even though he told 
he said specifically that in the last movie, he turns around and tosses his lightsaber away. And I'm just like, okay. Um, this is what, also a scene where I cried. Okay. <laughs> so that's conversation. And when Leia died, there were like five or six specific scenes where I was crying like a little baby. Okay. So I will tell you, um, at, up to this point, I was okay. I mean, I got, I was a little, you know, like it, it was kind of hitting emotionally, but I was okay all up to this point. Um, when we get when they get back to the planet and they tell them that Leia is dead and Chewbacca starts mm-hmm. to lose it. That was that was the last. Yeah, that's when I had tears. I was just Waterworks. like, nope, can't handle this because poor fucking Chewbacca is just like I've lost. He everyone. was wailing. Yeah, this it was is, heartbreaking. That was that was hard. That was a hard little scene to watch. So. Yeah. Um, this with a lot right in a row. I was just like, okay, just yeah, right, <laughs> it was. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we have uh, we have an interaction where um, uh, she she's basically been covered or whatever. Oh, uh, was everyone else glad to see, even though she didn't really have a lot to do, but just her presence there? Uh, what's her name that has like the big glasses that was in the first movie? Oh yeah, yeah, I love her. Yeah, I'm glad she. I'm glad they they brought her back. Um, so, um, yeah, th- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we get the scene where, where Poe is like, I, you know, he's, he's next to Leia's body and he's just like, I don't, I can't do this. I don't know what I'm going to do. And then we get Lando back and I'm just like, yay, more Lando. So, uh, and I love <laughs> the fact thought. that he, yeah, I love the fact he told him, he was like, we, hell, we didn't know what we were doing. Like we, you know, it was just us. And he's like, well, how did y'all beat an empire with nothing? He's like, cause we had each other. And I was just like, that's that's an awesome message. Um, and so we switch back over to uh, uh, Ray, and she has gone back to the the island where Luke was at, and she's basically destroyed the Tie Fighter, and she's you know she's she's lost it at this point, and she goes to throw Luke's like saber, and it gets caught <laughs> in midair by Force Ghost. Force Luke. Luke. Force Luke, yes. Apparently, Force Ghost can now pick things up and. Oh, well, Force Force them. Ghost can do all kinds of shit. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Summon lightning. Hey. I'm telling yeah. you, to me, Lift that is ship. Still, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, Palpatine had to be later on in the movie. Palpatine had to be at full, absolute, maximum power to do his thing he did with the Force Lightning, and I'm like, fucking Yoda's a ghost, and was just like, boom. <laughs> so. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I laughed about it. I'm just like, I'm sorry, Leota's still the fucking best, you know, best ever. Um, so anyway, and uh, okay, so what did y'all think about the comment about uh, a Jedi's lightsaber should be treated with more respect? Well, that's what she says to him, right? When she runs, she meets him for the first time. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> pretty funny. We can, def- we can definitely tell this is okay. So I, I mean, eventually, I want, to, I do want to talk about how this movie ties in with the other movies and stuff. So what did y'all think about the portrayal of Luke Skywalker in the last Jedi? The betrayal of Luke Skywalker. No, how he was portrayed. No. Like oh, I thought no. it was portrayal. Like <laughs> I thought it was, man. yeah, I thought it was okay. Um, a lot yeah. of people bitched and griped that they were like, he wouldn't have run off and done that. And like, guys, that's kind of what, like what Jedi's do. Like that's yeah. like up and going to hiding is yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like Yoda fucking did it. Uh, you know, Ben did it. Do what? Got to milk a hippo. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. 
But yeah, I can see them kind of being like kind of I don't want to say rectifying it, but I think we still need to go through what we went through of him being like I and he flat out said I was wrong. I was wrong to run and hide. I shouldn't have done that and you can't do that now. You have to go uh you have to go fight, you know, the emperor. Um and then hands her the the lightsaber back and then when he goes, you know, my, there's something my sister would have wanted you to have. As soon as I saw Leia's lightsaber, I'm like, the first thing that went through my head is like, how long is it going to take someone to reproduce this? Like, this is going to be the hot shit in all of the prop making forums, like for a good while. It's like, oh, shit, I'm going to make Leia's lightsaber. <laughs> um, and then we get this flashback scene where he's talking about uh, him training her as a Jedi. And like, it was on the last night that she find- she was like, no, that's when that's when um, she felt she had lost Ben. And that's when she stopped, you know, her training or whatever. And I'm just like, uh, number one, I think the de-aging, you know, the stuff that they did there, I think for her, it looked pretty good. For Luke, it looked fantastic. Like, I really, I really was honing in on his face, and I was like, no, that looks damn good. Yeah. Uh, like I said, hers was a little, maybe a little off, but it was, it was a hell of a lot better than it was in um, uh, Rogue oh, One. Uh, tell you that. Rogue One, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, you know, he tells her about this and tells her, you know, he, you know, shows her where the new lightsaber is. Um, I'm glad we got to see him, not her, raising the X-Wing out of the water. <laughs> I thought that was a nice little tribute as well that he got, you know, he raised it up this time instead of, you know, having to have, you know, Yoda do it. So, um, <laughs> so she gets the, she gets the, uh, the Wayfinder. She gets Also, them ships, like can survive some shit they must be yeah they must be <laughs> submerged in water for decades. and i got to thinking about that i was like man this thing's been submerged in water i'm like idiot this thing fucking goes through space of course it's airtight <laughs> <laughs> uh now i guess the water doesn't really do anything to the engines but whatever so um and i love the fact that they you know whenever she shows back up so uh uh what's the resistance is is you know like hey we figured out you know what's going on uh dio the little robot tells them what's going on gives them some information um and ray's going to exegol to uh you know to confront the emperor and she's leaving a uh, uh kind of a right. path or showing them a path on how to get it because as always in star wars it's never a straight shot uh <laughs> But um, so she's this leaving. This is where it. we see the great graphics. On yeah, oh yes, the awesome graphics. <laughs> uh, but I love the, the fact asteroid. that it was, you know, Red Five. They're like, it's it's Luke Skywalker ship. It's Red Five. I was just like, yes. Um, but anyway, so we get this, and they 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 have this idea. That, you know, they're telling them that the ships can't get out of orbit because the you know everything's all messed up or whatever, and they have to have a signal to help get them out. If we can go destroy the signal, we can basically maroon all these ships on this planet we don't have to worry about them it's like cool um and then somewhere in here before this happens we see one of these new star destroyers uh roll up on the planet that we were that we were on and uh, kajimi and blow it to bits with this giant gun that's mounted to the bottom of that um I got to think I've th- been thinking about this over the last week or so since I've watched the movie and to me this totally makes sense because it's like, okay, so the first thing we're going to do is let's build something called – let's build a Death Star. All right? Well, if in case it gets blown up, let's build two. And then once that one gets blown up, it's like, all right, let's make a builder. Let's just make the whole fucking planet a Death Star. But on the side note, it's like, well, if we're going to go bigger, 
why not go smaller too? So instead of having one target, let's make it fucking a hundred targets. So you can't knock them all out. Um, so did that to me that, that, that made sense. Um, so all these star destroyers basically are now planet killers. Um, which is, which I was like, okay, that's, that's an interesting take on it. So, um, uh, Ray, uh, leaves, uh, shows up on Exegol and she goes down to confront Palpatine all during this time, everyone shows up on the planet and they start going after the Star Destroyers. Um, anyone in, does anyone want to jump in anything particular they want to hit first? Or, cause this is really kind of where the whole climax starts to hit. So, um, yes. So, did more than one Star Destroyer leave Exegol? I th- That's okay. what kind of threw me a little bit. Like the end of it, and all the star destroyers are being blown up, but mm-hmm. they could be around different planets. I didn't get that. Well, see, I don't know if they, and we don't really get a good look at it. We don't know if it's an uh, an Exegol uh, star destroyer or if it's just a uh, if it's a first order star destroyer. You know what I'm saying? First order didn't have the planet killers. Yeah, they didn't have it was weapon. the last order star destroyer. True, but we didn't see that though that they were necessarily oh. planet killers whenever they were being blown up at the very end no but he does say shoot those guns every or you know every barrel shot is a planet yeah. saved yeah. That's, so. that was the fleet that was there i think are y'all y'all are referring to at the very end when we see all of them going down over indoor and everything at else at the very end oh yeah like all these star destroyers getting blown up see i yeah. took well, those to be i took those to be first order uh star there, was, there was a reference in there somewhere um i can't remember if it was poe or somebody was saying i think it was poe who said it and i caught it the second time i watched it um, that uh, you know that we're 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 rising up all over the galaxy. Yeah. There's people are rising up. I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, okay. So I think people were coming to their aid, but they were also just fighting whatever was near them because they knew like. Yeah. Because apparently every planet had a first order installation there to oh, okay. get to whatever in minutes. Uh, that makes more sense then. Okay. And we could be wrong on that, but like I said, that's kind of how I took that. So, oh, by the way, almost forgot. So R2, uh, the reason we're able to get this information is R2 restores 3PO's memory, which I, I enjoyed that scene of, you know, <laughs> you're not going to put whatever in my head and it's literally him rebooting, um, <laughs> which I was like, yay, we get we get 3PO back. So, um, so uh, Ray confronts Palpatine, demands that, and he basically tells her, okay, so we get to this scene where she finds – the throne, the the Sith throne, and we start getting all of these chanting ghosts, essentially, um, nope. which I thought was a badass those, scene. Those weren't ghosts. Those were real people. Were those real people? Those were real people. It's, it's described. Um, it's a cult. <laughs> it, yeah, basically, it's like you know, it's it's the followers of the Sith from the outer rim and all that good stuff. Yeah. Those, oh, those, see, those I thought they were. I thought they were the. The, the the spirits of the all spirits the, of the previous previous Sith. Yeah. Yeah. Those, are those real people. So. Okay. So yeah, and that's that's where they and that's where I, I was like, dang, they really did borrow a lot from the extended universe because in the extended universe, you know, there's there's all these resources. He spent all this time developing the technology, building this gigantic fleet. Um, you know. You know what? That makes more sense than as to how they had enough people to. Uh, crew all of those star destroyers if if he had that many people just just following him in there then it would make sense that he would have more people to, to pilot the ships and stuff okay yeah i mean i could be i mean i could be totally wrong but i, I know I've, I've i've seen 
some things mentioned about that. I was like, damn, that's, that really does seem to borrow a lot from the extended universe. And I thought that was pretty freaking cool. So mm. okay. Um, so uh, Palpatine shows up and he's on this this big arm. Which if you've played um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Portal. It reminded me of <laughs> the enemy on Portal because just this big oh. arm up to um and he he tells her you know here's the here's the deal you're going to kill me and my spirit's going to inhabit you and you're going to become the new leader of the sith um kind of leaves her in a no-win situation it's like well okay you either kill yourself and then he goes on or you kill him and apparently you're going to get possessed um while this is going on the uh the uh the ships start attacking the Star Destroyers. Uh, they're trying. They immediately go down to start taking out the signal. They transfer that to a ship, and I don't understand why they couldn't have just hit the ship with, you know, the spacecraft. But for whatever reason, they're going to land uh, a ground crew on a Star Destroyer. I guess they just wanted the imagery of riding horses on a Star Destroyer. Either way, I thought it was awesome. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, we get this scene, you know, they're they're trying to start, they're trying to stop the, um, they're trying to stop the uh, signal from going out, and uh, Ray's trying to not kill the Emperor, and she's or, and she's trying to hold her own, and at this point we see, uh, I don't want to call him Kylo Ren anymore because he's at this point he's been uh, solo, so he shows up and starts killing off, you know, these random guards that are, you know, in this temple. Um, I love also I love the fact whenever he jumps down and grabs onto the giant chain he's just like ouch. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um so uh he's going around he's killing these you know these these random guys he's trying to get to Ray uh while she's you know holding off some of these uh these guards. Um and we have this scene where uh they use their ability to move items between them in a really awesome way. I love the fact that you know, the Emperor's doing this big buildup of, you know, now she takes the lightsaber and raises it and is going to slaughter me. And, you know, she ends up handing it off to Ben, who then takes out the uh, the Knights of Ren pretty easily. <laughs> did, so. did any of you catch when when he pulls the lightsaber out and, you know, they're, they're kind of taken back? He kind of does this whole Han Solo shrug. This yeah, oh, no, yeah. no, totally. Yeah, that's that's exactly that what awesome. he was, was imitating was was Solo's. Yeah, yeah. especially from uh, uh, Return of the Jedi. Whenever you know he walks out and he's with the gun. So yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was. Yeah, I thought that was yeah, really well that. done. Um, so he runs to her and um, and they end up wiping out the rest of the guards. And now it's like. Okay, well now it's time to take. And she pulls out Leia's lightsaber, so she's got a lightsaber. He's got a lightsaber. Uh, and you know they they start to advance on the Emperor, and he basically you know uh, uh, kind of like you know, uses the Force, stops some cold, drops them down, and then has a surprising moment when he pulls some of their ability to regenerate. And you can tell it's like, oh shit, this is not the plan. The plan was for you to kill me. And for you to take over, this is much better. <laughs> but okay, so I had a little bit of an issue with this because it's like, okay, there's two of you, you're collectively more powerful, but he's able to just freeze them and like overpower them that easily. You know, it's like once they were frozen, there's nothing they could do. Like, I don't know, that just seemed a little too easy for the emperor to just 
I don't know. The Emperor's pretty badass. Like even he is, but I mean, they were too, and they, you know, had done all this stuff up until that point. I don't know. It just seemed like a little bit of. Well, they said the Emperor had all the previous Sith power in him, where it was just Ray and Ben, so two of them. It wasn't until Ray tapped into all the previous Jedi that she was able to defeat him. Yeah. Um. Before this, before they actually are right as they're advancing on him at this point uh, is when the uh, the tide turn. Oh, so he does the thing again where he opens up the top of the temple to show her what's going on and starts telling her the only way to save your friends, the only way to save your family, he specifically says, is for you to strike me down and take control of the fleet and call off all the ships. That is the only way you're going to save your new family. Um because then, you know, she she brings but that up was something. before Ben showed up, I think. That was right? before yeah. she showed yeah. That's before Ben showed up because um, that plays into something I want to talk about here in just a minute. That's um, what got her to actually consider it. And then she was like, oh, wait, we might for have half a, a second. Till, yeah, until Ben showed up. Um, and it's at this point, uh, you know, it looks like all is lost. Poe is basically just down on himself. He's like, sorry, I, I you know, I tried. I couldn't do it. And then we get fucking Lando's like, nope, there's a lot more of us. And then we get all these ships. Now, I'm sure this is where Rudy almost blew his load because we get to see <laughs> – I know we got to see at least the ghost. But I know there's – I've seen people talk about there are a crap ton of ships in that one scene right when the Falcon mm-hmm. flies down that's in the expanded universe, the cartoons, everything. And they just kept yes. – Constantly. Yeah, yeah so cool. I, I would have given my, my left arm if they had just had a couple of shots from inside the cockpits of various people like checking in, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, here, you know, and like. Ooh, so the part we talked about late, you know, we talk about where, you know, you start taking down the ships in other places. I was telling my brother, I was like, that's the one that that's. Well, there's two things I would have kind of liked to see in the movie. We'll talk about the one here in a second. But that's one of the things I kind of wish, just as the fanboy thing was, is like you said, to see them checking in from some of these different ships. So maybe showing them actually going out and taking down the rest of the 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 Star Destroyers, or even just like you said in that battle, just seeing, you know, seeing them check in or whatever. So for for anybody who followed, has anybody else followed Rebels? I'm I'm watching it now. Not yet. Okay. No. Okay. Well, just the fact that that that, that ship shows up, it's just like, damn it, more friggin' questions. <laughs> <laughs> so we did get what's well. his name. We got, we got to oh, see yeah. what's his name check in. Uh, Wedge. Wedge, yeah, we do get to see yeah. Wedge. He makes the comment of, you know, that was a good shot. So I'm just like, I didn't catch it the first time. I didn't realize who yeah, it was until the second time. I was just like, oh shit, it's Wedge. Take, none of y'all yeah. followed, um, none of y'all followed the uh, the aftermath uh, books. Yeah. But there was a major death from the aftermath books. Um, he he was that the uh, the pilot that uh that Leia was telling him to be more positive. Yeah. Wex- uh-huh. Wexley. That's. That's his yeah. stepson, right? As a child, right? he was the major character throughout the three Aftermath books. Really? Yes. He okay. He was a major character. So I was a little hurt when he died. I was like, oh. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, he, he, like, repaired battle droids and things like that when he was a child. He was a huge character in the Aftermath books. So I was like, damn, that sucked. That hurt. Anyhow. I was just waiting for him to read minds, like in Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I know. I, every time I saw him, I was like, that's like the hero's guy. Fingers up to his head. And I've heard him in some different podcasts. He is a super big geek and really loves Star Wars. So the fact that he got cast, like he was just loving the fact that he's been in the movies. <laughs> he's another one of those that's like, I'll I'll be a stormtrooper if you want me to. I just want to be in the movies. And then they're like, no, you're going to be this guy. And he's like, he's oh, my God. Yeah, I don't think they could get him in a stormtrooper outfit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a little heavier set. He's so. got time and peg for that. Oh. <laughs> um, so uh so anyway the tide is turning they're starting to knock down all of the uh the star destroyers and it's at this point that the emperor pulls enough life force from both uh Ray and Ben that he's basically able to rejuvenate himself back to his strongest ability so annoying. and then throws the end all be all lightning strike I don't know. Before he does that, that's when he basically flicks off Ben Solo and makes the comment, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to cast off the last Skywalker as as they, you know, as they did me the last time. Um, and then he makes, you know, and then he starts doing the, the Force Lightning, uh, and it's it's taking down all the ships. And it's at this point, Ray is is laying there, and she starts asking, you know, be with me, be with me, and. I don't know. Did y'all? I know because I already had this conversation with my brother. Did y'all look? Did y'all hear? Did y'all notice all of the voices that talked to her? Oh, yeah. I mean, yes. some of them. Yeah, there's no way I could have caught all of them. But okay, so if you when you watch it, if you watch it at the very end, it will list everyone who was on there. Um, we yeah, Qui Gon. We got, got Obi Wan as young Obi Wan, I guess. Uh, right. Yeah, Christensen to come back and fucking be. I'm just like, because he's the one who actually says balance to the force as I did, and I'm just like, I was so happy that they got him back because I know he's taken so much shit for <laughs> everything, and I still I think it's unjust, but I'm so glad they got him back to do that little part. So, um, um Ahsoka Tano, uh huh. Did y'all see the official uh, Twitter from Dave Filoni? Did no. No. Dave Filoni. Uh, drew up a sketch the other day of Ahsoka Tano standing next to Gandalf, and Gandalf is saying to her, people once thought I was dead too, but see how that turned out. (laughs) So he released that official sketch the other day. I'm like, oh, I can breathe again. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite character. I mean, yeah, for so many reasons, yeah. Oh, yeah, she's a great character. And seeing her again, like I said, my boys and I have started going through – uh, when you get to the end of Rebels, you Rebels. Really don't know why. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. But yeah, seeing her show up as as an adult is is cool in in Rebels. So, um, okay. So anyway, she um, so you know she she starts to you know adv- we have all these different voices of the of the Jedi telling her to to get up to feel the Force that she can do this. So she gets up with the lightsaber. And it's at this point the Emperor stops doing his massive storm of of force lightning and, you know, was just like, you know, how dare you, you know, you're nothing and starts, you know, trying to blast her. She, you know, blocks it with the lightsaber. And then when she pulls the second one, she's able to have the power to basically, you know, turn it back on him. Um, now, hold up. Before you go into that, there's a couple of things. When the second time I, I saw it that I noticed. Did you notice Ray like straight up pulled a, some some Vader moves when she was defending herself before Ben Solo got to her when she was fighting off those guards? Like, I mean, if I saw it right, she grabbed 
a blast from a from a from a blast. Oh yeah. Yeah. Through it. Yes. No, I saw that. Yeah. I was like. Yes, I, no, I absolutely saw that because she's swinging the lightsaber in one hand, deflecting blast, and then like you said, she's literally causing him to move with the other hand. Like she was badass in that scene. Yeah. So, um, so he tells her, you know, I am all of the Sith, and she replies, I am all of the Jedi, and then basically turns the Force lightning on him. And was anyone ex- expecting her to have her own lightning like Yoda did? I was. Like. I was really hoping her that she would like, know. you know lightsaber and blast the shit out of it. I was like, I was waiting for, for for her to catch it with her hands, like you know, like come on, we know you can do it, we know Jedi can do it, but yeah, yeah right. Because Yoda did do it. He, he the first time he does is it, you know, he does it. He redirects it, and then the second time, you know that you know uh, Dooku yeah. shoots it at him. He just like fucking like catches it in his hands, just like whatever. And I'm just like, yeah, you're a badass. Oh. Uh, what I would have liked to see in that scene was when she's holding the lightsabers, I would have liked, instead of just hearing all of the Jedi, I would have liked to have seen them, even if it was just for a half second, just see all of this, all of these, you know, ghost versions of these Jedi talking to her, you know, saying that it looked too hokey. Like it might've been, you know, them fading in, like it's a cheesy nineties Christmas card. That's been been, poorly photoshopped. No, not bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's I, I just is how I would imagine it coming off. I don't know. She's expecting the picture of Ray looking up with like the ghost version of her. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about that eighties that eighties like Sears picture. Um so anyway, <laughs> and totally blast away the Emperor and it's at this point that the everything just starts to explode and, and everything else. Um I think we can definitively say he's gone at this point. I don't you saw him like melt away. So exactly. I hope, you know. Which, by the way, uh, how did that play with the kids, Rudy? Because that was for a Star Wars movie. That was all on the graphic side. <laughs> they, were, they were okay with it. They okay. Kind of felt like they deserved it. They were cheering. Like you know, eh, whatever. Okay. Well, at this point, if they could handle that, they can probably handle watching um, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. So. <laughs> Well, as a matter of fact, they've they've seen most of Raiders of the Lost Ark, so that's probably why they're. That's okay. probably why they were okay with it. So <laughs> they're like, I've seen this trick before. <laughs> so okay, so she die, or so she, you know, basically kills the Emperor, and then she falls down and dies essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, ben climbs back out of the 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 crevice that he was in and comes over to her. And does, starts doing the force, the, uh, the the life transfer from him to her to bring her back and brings her back. Um, how did the kiss play with y'all? Uh, I kind of felt like it was over long overdue because you could tell there was a lot of sexual tension between them, that they had feelings for each other. But I felt the same way. I was yeah. OK with it. I've talked to some people who were like, I didn't it didn't fit. I'm like, no, there was kind of some tension between yeah, the two. I thought it fit pretty good. Yeah. I thought I was okay. I was okay with the kiss, though. And then he dies. And when he fades away, so does Leia. Um, And that's when I was just like, wow. Why did Leia fade away right away? Maybe she was still holding on or barely or uh, like her final act wasn't fulfilled until he died. I don't know. Yeah. What were you saying, Sean? 
Oh, well, check for a pulse for Christ's sake. Call this technology yeah. and they don't even. Yeah, they don't no. have that technology, dude. They don't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, still downloading things with the cable. Either. He, he must have up. Yeah. Um. So the rest of the ships destroy the rest of the Armada. We get that comment that they're raising up everywhere, and we see um we see a star destroyer go down uh, behind the Senate on um on the the big world. We see. Uh, some star destroyers breaking up in the atmosphere of Endor, and um, uh, what's his name did play Wicked again. I yeah, that up because I was like, please, they got they got him cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, we also see one go down behind the uh, the uh, star destroyer that was on uh, what's the home planet that she's from? Jakku. Yeah, we see one go down there. I thought that was some good plans to pick for you know, kind of wrap things up. When they were were gathering back up shortly after this, you know, and, and, you know, everybody was landing and everybody getting out and hugging each other and all that good stuff, okay? Um, You can very clearly see at that point uh, the ghost from Rebels is landing in that jungle. I'm like, oh, God, please go. (laughs) She didn't get it, yeah. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I was dying. I was like... There, there, there's somebody out of the cockpit, like a hundred yards behind the bush. I need to see somebody. <laughs> um, okay. So some people have made, made big mention, but we see two female characters like hug and kiss. And I'm just like, yeah, it's, we're like days away from 2020 people. That's, that's fucking nothing. So it's long overdue also. Like it, it was barely like it passing. It wasn't even that long, you know? Yeah, I'm just like, okay, yeah, cool. We have no problem with humanoid characters from one race dating other humanoid characters. It's Star Wars. No one fucking cares. Whatever. So, um, there is a lot of stormtroopers that were women in this one too. Yes, mm-hmm. and I thought that was cool. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. So, uh, they didn't fit though, because some of them were obviously males, but had female voices. But had a female. <laughs> Like, okay. Well, you know that it's, it's kind of bulky for the for the armor. So, oh, by the way, there's that scene where Ray goes up to the two stormtroopers and and tells them she's like, <laughs> oh, oh, that was so funny. Thank goodness you're here. I thought that was that We're was so well happy done. to see you. Yes, <laughs> guys, <laughs> but <laughs> the best part, we finally got his medal at the end. Oh, God, yes, I almost did. choked up again at that point too. I was just like, oh, thank God you remembered to do this. <laughs> okay. Well, and and then then I got to go back to this, okay? So we still don't know how Maz got Anakin's lightsaber, Mm-mm. and we still don't know where the frigging green lightsaber's at. Yes, and I got to thinking about that because I was like, I was like, was it great? What if you if you look at the flashback where it's Luke and Leia battling? I thought they were both blue lightsabers. They're not. He has clearly got his green lightsaber. Because I was thinking, lights. I was talking to my partner at work about this, and I was like. Did Luke take his lightsaber off of the Death Star whenever he left? I don't remember a specific thing, scene with him on it, but then I'm like, well, obviously he did because he had it to train with Leia. So, yeah. so when yeah, the question is, is where the hell is that lightsaber? And from the aftermath books, where is Vader's saber? Because Vader's saber was recovered. That was one That's of the question. major artifacts that was that was part of the aftermath saga was those those guys finding his his saber and i'm wondering is it the red kyber crystal that was in luke's little shack there because they clearly show that in his little shack um when we get to him in um 
uh, um, 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 The Last Jedi. You don't see that? You don't I remember. did not you realize that. Go, go back in and you, you, you clearly see there's a red kyber crystal on a necklace hanging in his little shack. Because you would think of all the things that Kylo Ren would want would be his lightsaber. I mean, the mask is one thing, but I would be like, no, I'm going to use Grandpa's lightsaber to, you know, rule the bad guys. Yeah. Maybe that was it, and he retrofitted it with those two little, you know, things on the side. (laughs) So, um, we get a little, you know, we have everyone hugging and, and, and happy and everything else. And then we get a little scene where Ray, uh, Ray lands on Tatooine back on the Lars homestead. And I, I love the fact we had that little nod of her grabbing the piece of metal and sliding back down like she did in, in you know, in the force awakens. Um, and she goes to bury uh, both of the lightsabers. So she buries the lightsabers and then she pulls hers out. Uh, I could, I'm, I have a hard time with color distinction. I could not tell if it was orange or yellow and it was yellow. Looking it was at yellow. it, yellow. I'm sure everyone in the fucking expanded universe just lost their shit at that point because they're like, it's now technically 100% canon. Because, you know, there's been a lot of debate. You know, we've only pretty much only ever seen blue, red, the one purple, and then uh, and green. The only Orange. other yellows we've seen on a screen was in in Rebels. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would have technically been canon, but most people haven't. Yeah, with the, yeah. With the guards, with the temple guards. It's like, hmm. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so yeah, and then there's this random person shows up and just ask her what her name is, and she looks over and she sees the Force Ghost of, of Luke and Leia, and she tells them that her name is Skywalker. She's taking the name Skywalker. So. And then so, here. so now there's there's mixed reports, you know, because I mean, just a couple weeks back, um, I'd seen some stuff, and again, you never know. I mean. Okay, who exactly is saying this? But you know, a number of sites reporting. Okay, well, the the, the next release is going to be dated 2023, three Christmases away. Um, now there's more reports that you're seeing that no, in fact, the next trilogy, because they're going to do trilogies of movies, but the next trilogy storyline is going to be released in 2022. Um, I've I've saw a couple different sites today posting about. Um, now a continuing of of Ray's story, um, possibly in the new trilogy. Um, but then again, of course, there's a lot of you know talk about the um, Knights of the Old Republic trilogy yeah. as well. I mean, that's so what I'd really like. That's, I, that's what I really like to see. But you know, after the end of this, I'm really okay with seeing a a Ray trilogy training a new. Uh, new group of Jedi. I'm totally okay with that now. I'd be okay with that too. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Keanu Reeves as Revan. Oh yeah. Yes, I desperately <laughs> want Keanu Reeves to be Revan. <laughs> um, hell, I'd love to see. I'd love to see an independent movie um, of of Plagueis and and up to his death. I'd love to see that. Now, didn't Plagueis? Didn't the Plagueis book get ruled un not it's canon? Not, yeah, not canon. Yeah, I read. I had a hard time getting through that one for some reason, though. I don't know. It just did not really. But hold just, my... just the little bit that they do talk about it in canon, it's not really clear exactly when Palpatine killed him. Exactly. Yeah, it could have been. Have to imagine it has to be before Episode One. It has to be before Episode One because of the rule of two and all that good stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Training. But um, 
But part of me thinks he killed him a long time ago and just has, you know, managed to be young looking for quite a while. Why do cis take on apprentices? They always just end up killing them. Well, their apprentices end up killing the masters. In the old, in in the, you know, non-canon stuff now, it was because during the Knights of the Old Republic, there were fucking, there were Sith Lords everywhere. And the problem with being a bad guy is, is you're a bad guy to everybody else as well. So it wasn't just them versus the Jedi, it was them versus everyone else. And when it got down to just a few of them, they're like, well, this is the only way we're going to continue is they can only be two. So I'm going to train you, and at some point, yeah, you're going to come after me. So if you yeah, don't Yeah, you would think it, they just kind of learn. Like, <laughs> yeah, but they figured well, out if there's if there's too many Sith at any given time, they're just going to fight each other for power. So um, I don't know if that stayed canon. I don't think it did, but I remember reading yeah. that at one point, and I was like, well, that makes sense. Okay, just so. a quick recap. Who's even close to caught up on uh, The Mandalorian? I'm I haven't done. even started it. Yeah, I watched it all. You watched it all? Yeah. This this won't I mean, this won't spoil anything anything for you if if I just mention where a character's from. Gene, I don't know if you if you caught where they dropped this the other day. Um what's her face? I don't remember her first name. Um the other bounty hunter like lady Dune. Yeah. Did you catch where she's from? No, I did not. No. She's from Alderan. Oh, was she? They mentioned that. I they sure did. I was like well, see, I'm planning on going back and rewatching it anyway, so I'll have to listen for that next time. Yeah, they said mm-hmm. that she's from Alderaan. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> this is going to be interesting. Um, yeah, time-wise, that would make sense. Because I was just like, how the hell is she from Alderaan? But yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah. Okay, so real quick, um, let's see here. Um, Let's talk about okay. We, we we said you know all of us did enjoy the movie. How do you think? How do you feel this wrapped up this trilogy? I thought it was a good closure. I mean, okay. It, it pretty much tackled. I mean, almost everything you could possibly. I mean, everything I can think of that I didn't get answered was because I'm so involved in, you know, other components of the Star Wars universe. You know. Right. That's really where my other questions come from. Yeah, I was pretty happy with how they wrapped up the story because, like I said, at the end of seven and eight, I was just like, I have to wait two years for more answers. This is bullshit. You know, like <laughs> I was pissed. But yeah. I think there, obviously there's some big things they didn't address, like how did the emperor survive? Who was this kid that he had with who, with who? Blah blah blah. But like to me, that wasn't what I was, you know, yeah. dying to find out. It was more. I'm not Skywalker losing stuff. sleep trying to figure it out. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I, I thought it ended well. Um, I think they had to kill off Ben Solo in order to get the complete closure. Like leaving Ray alive. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's good. But killing off the bloodline mm-hmm. lately, I think, was like the final. Okay. We're, we're closing off. No offense to Chewy, but uh, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> I have a friend who thinks that this one just pandered to the fan base too much, and it was all just giving us what we wanted. And to a certain extent, yeah, but I, I don't see what's wrong with that either. Like, <laughs> dear God, you've ripped away, you know, like half of the characters I cared about. Give me, give me some stuff, you know, to work with. <laughs> So if you look at Rotten Tomatoes right now, as it stands, I believe 
uh, the last time I checked, I think it was yesterday or whatever, the critical review of this movie is at 55%. The fan review is at 86%. So the majority of people are enjoying the movie. Um, and all of the stuff that I saw from the critics was it's not a bad movie. It's just it's just all about the fans. And I'm just like, duh. This yeah, is the third movie in a trilogy wrapping up a nine movie, whatever you would call it. I'm like, of course it's for the fans. This is not for, you know, Joe Schmo to walk off the street that's never seen Star Wars and go, what's this movie about? This is that is not what this is. Like it's a, if this was it's a chapter in a book. Yeah, exactly. It, it, that's exactly what it is. That is the best way to put it, Jen. Like you would not open up a book read the final chapter and then go, well, this sucked. I don't know what was happening in it. No, you are an idiot. Like if you do that. So I'm like, why would it not be for the fans? So yeah, the whole, the whole thing, when, as soon as I read that in any kind of a description, I was like, well, it was you know, mainly for the fans. I'm like, well, duh. Like I will so. say, and this isn't this movie specifically, it's the, the latest trilogy. Um, I'm still confused. And, and maybe this is addressed in some of the, extra stuff outside the movies that I don't follow in, anymore. But um, what happened between six and seven that, I mean, at the end of six, they defeated the empire. They won. Life was great. They're having a party, you know, the, the, the resistance or the rebels won. And the next thing you know, like they're in power, but they're not in power. Like that's, that's the, 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 the whole aftermath, mm-hmm. aftermath, the three, the three books there um, that are semi canon. They're no, they are canon. Oh, they are canon. canon. Okay, okay. Um, and and um, <laughs> I'm I'm a slow reader, comprehender, so <laughs> I have them all bought audiobooks. So yeah, it has really, nothing to do with anything. Yeah, so <laughs> like, I haven't been following the new books other than Catalyst, so yeah, I I I'm sure that the information's out there, but I'm like, what the yeah. fuck? Like, why are we getting? <laughs> so are we back? Yeah, it's it's underdog. really interesting. There's, there's there's several really cool characters that are in there. Uh, you know, obviously a lot of tie-in to Return of the Jedi, but basically, you know, you're left with, okay, at the end of Return of the Jedi, yes, um, you know, the, the, the Death Star is blown up, and it, it kind of takes over from that point of, okay, well, here's everybody here in the Empire, they're looking, and they're like, holy shit, our it's leader's dead, both of our leaders are dead, our ace in the hole is dead, is, is gone, our, our, our Death Star and there's all these uprisings, but there's still lots of very powerful admirals and things like that. Who's in charge now? And there's a lot of them arguing about who's in charge, and it's it's a it's a big power struggle that goes on for a while. And of course, you know, and then you know, then you start hearing about you know the uh, that the cult like following of Darth Vader and this and that and the other. And um, it's just it's 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 really interesting because. I mean, really, it's titled Aftermath for a reason. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I need to read it. Chaos. Yeah. yeah, I have to get that audiobook. <laughs> well, yeah, we I mean, might could add that to our to do list. So worth it. <laughs> it's, yeah, <laughs> really, really good. Um, How many is in that series? Three. 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 Okay. Yeah. I'm sure all three of you are already into um, Audible.com. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll just say, because if you're not, I can gift a book to you for free, but I'm sorry. Won't like <laughs> unless, unless you would like to start up another Gmail account, and then I can send it to you for free, you know, because that's how we roll in Audible. Yes. <laughs> oh, um, you can lend us a book from your library? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I still haven't looked into how to do that yet, So, but that that's more for the, the, the book show. So. Yeah, um, they are really good. So. Okay. 
Uh, I wanted to bring this up, talking about all of the movies, if you look at them as a whole. Because like I said, leading up to this, and actually I'm going back through them a second time, because um, just by happenstance, uh, my boy sat down and watched uh, uh, The Force Awakens and both and really enjoyed it. And they've seen the, some of the other movies, and I made a deal with them. I said, if you will sit down and rewatch all of the movies with me, including the ones that you haven't seen um, – I'll take you to go see this in the theater, and they agreed. So we're currently going back through, but I've I've also re, you know recently rewatched them all myself. Um, I know it wasn't coherent. We we know for a fact George Lucas did not have all the stuff planned out, and of course the the later trilogy was not his in any case. But if you look at the plan of the Emperor going all the way through this, it's fucking genius. It is literally, you know, I'm going to create an army. And then I'm going to create an opposing army, and I'll be in control of both of them. And whichever one wins, I'll still be in control of, and it will be battle-hardened and basically wipe out the other one. So I'll have all of the control. All along, you know, leading up to what I thought until y'all just told me that it's no longer canon about him creating Anakin, it's like, okay, well then I'm also going to do this, and so I'll have this super powerful ally. But then it's, you know, we find out in this other thing, it's like, okay, well, I'm also going to clone you know, other beings to to act as yeah. myself while I build other armies. And then, like I brought up, we build this giant, you know, where there's this build up to this giant weapon. Well, let's build a second one just in case. That didn't work. Let's build an even bigger one. That didn't work. So we're also going to build multiple versions of it. And it's just like, um, we just re-listening to the Babaverse books, he makes quotes, he pulls quotes from Sun Tzu's Art of War. And one of the quotes from Art of War is the general that makes many calculations in this temple always defeats the general that makes few. And I'm just like, this is this is a class example of, yeah, you don't put all of your eggs in one basket if you plan on ruling the universe. Like, you have to fucking go every angle you can. Well, that was always something that's, that struck me when I read the old books was – how many plates he was always spinning. There were always yeah. plans inside of plans, inside of plans. People didn't know about other people. I mean, he had a the emperor's hand for so many years that Vader didn't even know about, or, yes. you know, this person. Or that. And it's just like mind boggling that he could tr- not only think of it all, but keep track of it all and keep these people he was training so intimately separate somehow. Like, yeah. it was just, and building armies across outside of the known universe. And yeah, like when it was revealed that he was the one that got, you know, the war started on Naboo all the way to, to the clone troopers being made. And yeah, it was like genius yes. that he had that foresight to do all that all the way to the end where he was hanging and from I, a stick. <laughs> I think, I mean, granted, I've never, I've never been one of those people that, that disliked the, the, the prequel movies. Um, they're not my favorites of them, although I do really like uh, Revenge of the Sith. I just I just like to see how all that came together. But it's like uh, the great acting and Mustafar. Yeah, and it's <laughs> it, it's one of those things. It's like going back and rewatching these movies, especially taking them taking them in a whole with everything else. I think definitely helps those movies a lot when you go, okay, I really see what this plan is and and how it's going and, and everything else. So, um. Something else I wanted to bring up looking at these movies is three separate trilogies. Um, there's a lot of family in this book and or in this series. And what I mean by that is the first the first trilogy is about um, the loss of family. It's, you know, Anakin loses his mother. He ends up losing his wife. He doesn't know about his children, but he thinks he's lost his child as well. And 
you know, the person he considers to be his brother, uh, Obi-Wan, he turns against him and loses him as well. And basically he's left with no one but the emperor. So the first trilogy is, is basically about losing family. The second See, trilogy that's is what about, um, abusers do. They isolate you from your family and cut you a, off. And make exactly. You think exactly. <laughs> and then the second, the second one is about finding family. It's about finding Luke and finding Leia, and then you know the 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 building of their little family. It's about finding family. And this last trilogy really hammers home the idea. And this is something that I really like. And don't take any offense to this, Rudy, um, but it really kind of hammers home the idea that family is family is more than blood family is the people that you choose to be with and you know i choose to be with my brother so i'm not saying anything about that but it's just like <laughs> it's just like but it's just like to me when i think of my family like all three of you i consider part of my family i consider Aww. the Canadian i do <laughs> sorry Ricky. I'm, not trying, I'm trying not to get i'm trying not to get sappy or anything but like the face. canadians uh, of course, Sean's Canadian too. But you know, like Chris and Ray, I, they're family. Like y'all are family to me. When I think of my family, I think of this group of people, and they really hammer that home because he's like, you know, all you have is me, and she's like, you know, and then he specifically tells her, if you want to save your family, the people who are flying up, the people you have no blood relationship to, you've got to, you know, do what I say, and it really kind of hammers that home. And I really, I love that message because I tell people that all the time i'm like you know just because you don't have family here doesn't mean you don't have a family like so anyway sorry i didn't want to get too sappy on that one so speaking of family it always kind of bothered me that chewie actually had a family and he just like left them <laughs> to go hang out with with han i know he had that life debt but he still, had a life like, debt thing so it was like yeah but you don't miss your kid and you know the one time we got to see him in that abomination of a that doesn't count that's not movie that's no longer canon um yeah but it's like come on you left your family you leave them all the time you never go back to them i don't know by the way he probably does did you ever sit down and watch the uh the the christmas special i was tricked into it oh a friend told me yeah i have it we'll watch it you know we'll watch it when we, we did a marathon and we'll just yeah, it's good. We'll watch it. And then we watched it, and I was like, what the fuck did you get me to watch? Exactly. And he was just laughing. You know Michael Michael Hunter. That was him. Uh-huh. My, my him partner at work <laughs> insisted that I watched it last year, and I think gave a copy to my brother. Rudy, did you watch it? He has not given me the copy. He did not give you the copy? Okay. Do it. It's a rite of passage. It I'm is a rite of passage. You do need to watch it, but you are going to sit there so many times watching it going, what am I he watching? Arthur sings. In know. in the in most the isolated cantina. Wow. <laughs> oh, it is. Oh, it's better. It's oh, better. Oh God, it is. Like, here's the thing. Anyone who tells me, oh, this is the worst movie I've ever seen, I'm like, yes. Technically, it's not a movie. Technically, it was a Christmas special. But I'm just like, you've obviously never seen it. Like, fuck, you know, the one that everyone wants to crap on, Episode One, is a masterwork <laughs> of. <laughs> It is the greatest movie ever made compared to the holiday special. The holiday special is so bad. Oh, it's so bad. Bet you can't wait to watch it. I'm good. I've seen it once. I'm good to go. Um, So let me ask you this. So what are you wanting to see? You kind of mentioned a little bit, Rudy, about some of the ideas that people have had. What would you personally like to see going forward from Star Wars? All of it. 
Whatever you're willing to give me, Disney, yes, go for give it. Give me anything, give me everything. <laughs> give me the Ben Solo Disney Plus series. Um, uh, uh, I mean, everything. I don't care. You know, whatever. Um, you're good. There's, there's a lot of talk about, you know, um, okay, what, what, would there be a would there be a Ben Solo series as, in the, as a child? That's one I think is the least likely to happen. Um, that would wouldn't interest me personally. Yeah. Now the Kenobi series. Yes. Oh that, yeah. Let me see a Kenobi series. Kenobi yeah. Orlando. Yeah. Love to see either one of those. De- definitely want to see it. Which, which one? Lando. Oh yeah, a Lando. A Lando series. series. Would be great. Um, you know, any of any of those things would be great. A, a, a Knights of the Old Republic. I would even be okay. I'm not, after seeing Mandalorian now, I would even be okay with it being a Disney Plus series. However, um, I, yeah, <laughs> just as, as as amazing as the games were are, there's so much you could do with that. And because you're not connected to a Skywalker anymore, it's mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh. I mean, you could get away with frigging anything. And be completely awesome in any way you want. So I, I think that would be I think that would be a huge a huge boost for for Star Wars as a whole. I think it'd be a great direction to go in. You know, because I'm afraid if they go straight with just okay Ray's trilogy, which I would love to see, um, you're still going to be really attached to the uh, all the attacking people in the in the media right now. That oh well, you know, you're you're still pandering you know just yeah just fan base bullshit you know whatever and just which i i'm still totally okay with but because um, you I, could enjoy the mandalorian without having seen the rest of star wars right like it yeah. stands on its own absolutely oh yeah it's basically yeah. an old yeah. it's basically a western set in the star wars universe yeah yeah, yeah. Like, i mean it enhances it if you've seen the star wars and yeah. that's exactly what i was gonna say the more you know the the more you'll get out of it but just sitting down and watching it is just a, a just a space western it's great the, so the the other direction I would love to see them go in is, um, you guys have got to watch Rebels. I mean, you just I'm working my way through it okay. because in in the climax of Rebels, and there's so many tie-ins with, I mean, there's tie-ins with Rogue One, there's tie-ins with this trilogy and things like that, you know. So the the questions, the huge questions that are unanswered at the end of Rebels is like, you could make a hell of a movie series out of that. Um, you know, and of course, Rebels pulled in a lot of the EU also, um, in particular Thrawn. There's no, you know, there's no hiding that Thrawn mm-hmm. was, was part of Rebels. And I don't, I mean, Thrawn had a huge following for anybody who was, you know. Oh, the, yeah. The Thrawn right trilogy, <laughs> that book series, I know it's not technically canon anymore, is fantastic. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, so there's, that's another direction I would love to see them go in. Uh, it, at least in part, I think would be great. So yeah, I think anything they give me at this point, I'm gonna be thrilled about. <laughs> You'd just be like, shut up and take my money. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see the next adventures of R2 and C3. Let's go. Oh Let's yes, go. I would love to see a Yoda backstory, origin story. Yeah. And in the last, in, in episode eight, they kind of gave us a teaser that I thought maybe would play into this one that we didn't get to see. Like at the end, that kid that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. grabs the broom. So he's obviously force sensitive. And are there others out there in the universe that are finding their powers? That would be kind of cool. I guess that would go into, you know, what um, if she, if Ray starts training new Jedi, but 
yeah, there's some potential things they could pull from the new stuff too. But yeah. so many characters you could make a yeah. series of. I, I'm jumping in real quick. I, my thing is like, I know you, they want to keep doing trilogies and stuff. I wouldn't mind seeing some of the previous wars, like you, like you said, like the the old Republic stuff. But going forward, I don't know if it needs to kind of more so mirror. Um, I'd almost like to kind of see like smaller stories, like you know, it's it's this battle, but it's like just on a planet, you know, or whatever. But seeing these huge, you know, war because it's just like, you know, we had the Clone War and then we had the Empire and now we've had the first and the the Last Order and it's just like, do we really need a giant, overarching supervillain or do we need to have? Could we maybe focus on smaller? battles between different groups or whatever um just because that's kind of how the world is gone like i mean it's yes we have some superpowers and stuff but you know if you talk to most military people they're like yeah these are these are brush fire wars like they're not this is not a war war and it's like is that grand now granted the name of the fucking thing is star wars so it's kind of like you kind of <laughs> need a war in there somewhere but you, you know what i'm saying like I, I to me personally yes i'm with y'all whatever they want to give me i'm i'm, I'm good with i want to see where they go with uh, but I, I kind of want to see these smaller stories, especially after watching the Mandalorian, like, you know, there's, there's reference, you know, we do have some Imperial, you know, involvement in it, but for the most part, this is, this is a small story about a Mandalorian and a baby Yoda. I'm sorry. I'm not calling it the child. Fuck y'all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Disney, Disney can go jump. He's the, he's y'all, y'all missed that ship a long time ago. Um, <laughs> Y'all should, you know, anyway, um, if he had a name, you should have given it to us by now. But anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's kind of what I'd like to see in the future is just, you know, I'm in, like y'all, if, you know, they're like, well, yeah, we're definitely going to do a, 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 uh, Obi Wan one. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm down. Let's watch it. So <laughs> anything else anyone want to throw in here? Any last thoughts? Any questions? Things you like, you really thought stood out, you like, things you didn't like? Did it- was it just me, or did they not seem to do the thing where they give you four, three or four storylines at once and keep circling back around to them? In this one, it was it was usually just like one thing, maybe two that they jump from, and then that. I noticed be it. that too. Yeah, and I I actually kind of appreciated that. I liked that. Yeah. <laughs> it's emotionally exhausting to be like, <gasps> and then go on to the next one, and you're left hanging on three different fronts. You know, it's like. It was nice to just have one or two things to worry about the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. But I, okay. The movie was really fast too. The whole yeah, it was the yeah. whole time that was different. Like it, there was doesn't seem to be any slowdown points. I agree. Which for a two and a half hour movie that was mm-hmm. it was a lot. It's hard to run out to go to the bathroom. <laughs> it's kind of like Endgame in that everything we thought that would happen over the course of the movie happened in the first ten minutes, yeah. and then you yeah. had to like oh. Yes. <laughs> There's more. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't ready. Um. Oh, one of the scenes I did really. I. I. Oh. So this is something else I want to bring up. So. Uh. At the very end. Um. Uh, uh. The star destroyer is going down, and they have to find a way to get Finn off of the ship. And they're like, I'll, you know, pose like I'll go get him, and he's like, I don't know if I'm fast enough. And then fucking Lando's like, You're not as fast as this ship, and he just <laughs> blows by him in the Falcon. Um. I loved seeing that. I thought that was great. Um, when we get back to the planet, we have a small little scene with, um, uh, what did I say her name was? Jonna and, and Lando. And he oh, asked, 
he asked her a question and she's like, I don't, I don't have anyone. He's like, well, let's, let's find out Where are you from. Yeah. Um, have y'all read, do y'all know anything about that? Cause I did a little reading on that. Yep. Apparently yeah. in the, yeah. In the expanded universe, uh, Lando had a daughter who was taken by the first order and was trained. And a lot of people are like, it's fucking Lando's kid. Hmm. So, cause a lot of people I think saw it was like, Lando hitting on this young girl. All right, Lando, you go, dude. But it's like, no, I think he thinks, no, you might be my daughter. Let's go find out. So, wow. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I like that. That would be, that would be something interesting to see, you know, if they do something with that. So, yeah. Boot up the genetic sequencer on DOS. Yeah. Facts us the results. Addressing, addressing something like that. I, I see another book series coming out. Addressing mm-hmm. that, addressing where, who's Finn's parents. That would be awesome to find out. Yeah. You know, also where, all the, where he came from. All the kids that were taken. Mm-hmm. That's a I whole can, series there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could definitely see a book series. The Lost that Generation, well. yeah. Heck yeah. Did you have do, we think, text message? do we think Phasma is dead? Because we didn't see her. I'm pretty sure she's dead. Yeah. I think so. She the, went the down sh- in a fiery pit. <laughs> yeah. Although I've been told in all the other references, like she's she's a survivor, like that's her whole thing. She's is, Brienne of Tarth. Brienne of Tarth. <laughs> she she is looking out for number one above everybody else. So you know, because I talked to some people and they're like, no, she may still be. If she survived, she survived, and she's just like, fuck this, I'm getting off this she shit. Survived, she survived, yeah. Yeah. So, but I noticed that we didn't see her, so I was like, well, maybe they did kill her off, but who knows? Like, it, it's fucking Star Wars, you know? Shit. It's it's right. almost like it's not as bad as Marvel, but it's getting close where it's like, oh no, they're not really dead. Nobody's <laughs> ever really gone. Exactly. That's right. No one's ever really gone. So was there anything else anyone wanted to throw out there? Oh, uh, I did want to mention uh, the only thing I was a little sad about wise when it came to the music is oh. just that we didn't get that super over dramatic version that we got in the trailer. Otherwise, I thought the music was because I've already bought the soundtrack. The soundtrack is fucking fantastic. Um, and it's his last one, right? I'm uh, pretty sure this is the last John one. John Williams said. Yeah. He was. Did you see his cameo? No. Did, yes. Did you catch him? He's the Where bartender. Was the, the bartender with the one eye. Oh my yeah. God! Was that him? He yeah. like made a face like, ugh, you know, when they came into. The, yes. I didn't realize that was him. Oh my God! Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it again. So <laughs> there's some uh, great cameos in this one, yeah. That's fantastic. Um. But yeah, the, I actually I actually bought the music just for the trailer, just because I love that that grand buildup of the of the of the main theme. So, yeah. um, but no, the music was fantastic. It was yeah. So we sat all the way to the end of the movie. You know, we knew there weren't going to be anything after the credits, but it's just like I'm listening to the fucking score. This is a badass movie. <laughs> so, and that's how you know all those name showed up at the end <laughs> yeah well that too like yeah, as i was sitting was... there it, yeah it was going through all the people and then it listed like jedi or whatever and it starts you know hayden christensen and everything else and i was just like oh shit like they got the actual they got them like mm-hmm. so of was samuel can... jackson in there yes he yeah. was oh, okay okay yes he it. was you the in the background <laughs> that's funny i saw someone post something on facebook about that it was like whatever you know all the different cameos you didn't read and you know it lists what they actually said and the last one they left was samuel l jackson and of course they changed it to kill that motherfucker 
I saw someone that posted, I'm sick of these motherfucking Skywalkers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My motherfucking galaxy. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that is it for our show, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I, you know, I didn't mention at the top of the show. I mean, granted, it's in the title, it's in everything else. So hopefully, spoiler, uh, spoiler alert. alert. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> Wow. If you haven't watched uh, the the uh, the Rise of Skywalker, so um, let's go ahead and just do a really quick picture pick our pants because I know it's getting kind of late. Does anyone is anyone watching anything? What done anything recently? Uh, I'm just gonna throw out the Mandalorian. It's fucking badass. Um, it was really fun to watch. I I mean, yeah, having to wait week to week, but on the other hand, getting to talk to everyone about, oh, what do you think is gonna happen? This that and the other. Um, I've also started watching them halfway through The Witcher on Netflix. Uh, really good. It's a really good series. So I just want to see Henry Cavill. I don't know anything about that game, but I don't. Well, see, it's actually based off of the books. Okay. So I don't know it, the books either, but it, Henry Cavill. Our friend Will was talking <laughs> about the fact that he's like, he's like, man, he's really dry in this. He's like, but I play, start playing the games, and he's the same way in there. And I'm just like, I think it's how he's playing because he's a good actor. We've seen him do good stuff, but. Uh, there's a lot of nudity. There is a lot of blood. That's what I hear. Uh, it is uh, it is definitely on par. And the thing is, is I have not watched all of Game of Thrones, but the people I know who have watched Game of Thrones said, yeah, this thing is like on par with it. And there's only a couple of extra, like there's some main plot lines that are kind of going through, but a lot of the episodes so far are kind of. Um, episodic so it's almost like oh hey now i'm gonna go to this town and kill whatever the monster is and i think that's definitely helped the show because it's like you've got some levity and you've got some other stuff that you don't have to keep up with unlike game of thrones not that keeping up with characters in game of thrones works anyway because they all end up dead anyway so you know but or do you got a pick or pan or anything you want to throw out there i'm just yeah i'm going back and watching rebels again and i, just, I can't get enough of all the other star wars stuff so i'm going back and yeah, highly recommend rebels if you didn't ever watch clone wars it is worth your time use disney plus for all that it is i'm telling you <laughs> yeah. yep uh jen anything you want to throw out there Um, just trying to survive the holidays and uh Eventually, I'll finish Game of Thrones so I can move on to something else because I can only do one one show at a time, and that was <laughs> taking me months. So until then, I will do the Star Wars stuff after. Good deal. What about you, Sean? Anything else you wanted to throw out there? Um, I picked up uh, Orville season two and uh, Discovery season two for Christmas, so uh-huh. can't wait to get it. especially Discovery for being a tracker <laughs> and not being able to see while mm-hmm. they're actually airing. It's one thing, but not having cable is oh, it's killing me. Yeah. But now I get to binge watch it, but my whole family wants to watch it too, so I can't just sit down and watch it myself. Jerks. Like, oh, son of a bitch. So right now I'm watching uh, uh, Lost in Space Season 2. I haven't started Season 2 yet. It. I started watching it today, and I'm like four episodes into it. I was like, holy crap, I can't stop watching this. This is so good. I, I loved the first season. The first season was so good, so I, I'm so really looking I forward to I do recommend at least watching the last episode of the first season, because I started watching the second one. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Because <laughs> <laughs> it was so long ago. So Yeah, that's true. I may have to go, I may have to go back and do that. So, But yeah, I, I did really enjoy that series. So Yeah, so, so far season two is really good. Cool. Very cool. Glad to hear that. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for our show. If you would, please give us a five-star rating on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Music, wherever else you can find us, if there's a rating thing for there. Uh, you can find our other shows, uh, uh, Marginally Geeky. We're actually going to be recording an episode here in a couple of weeks, and then we've got a big a big recording coming up here in about three weeks. Um, this is Sustainably Geeky. We've got uh, the newest episode just came out. It was on – wasn't the hydroponics. What was it on? It was the rivers. Recycling Christmas lights, maybe? it was on water like cleanup and uh living lands and waters the nonprofit. yeah we interviewed their founder yep that was really good uh we finally got episode two of procrastinators out so uh uh they've been procrastinating (laughs) we and we we hammered that home we've been really good about going with the title of that show so uh (laughs) But yeah, so uh, hopefully we'll have some more episodes here coming out. And then we're looking at possibly doing a cutting back on this show and doing an additional show where we talk about uh, making and what all kind of, you know, goes in with that. So but uh, we'll have some more information about that hopefully pretty soon. Uh, You can find us at Epically Geeky uh, on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And of course, EpicallyGeeky.com. Can we find you anywhere online, Rudy? Hmm. Um, a little bit of Twitter here and there, a little bit of Facebook, anywhere I'm Stevens B29. Good deal. Jen, where can we find you online? I'm on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Het's Gonna Be Me. And of course, this show, Marginally Geeky, when I have time to read, and <laughs> Sustainably Geeky, the <laughs> podcast for the everyday environmentalist. <laughs> Sean, can we find you online? Uh, you can usually find me on Facebook, or I'm on this show, or marginally geeky and i haven't done the procrastinator one yet because the last game you guys chose sucked balls so. <laughs> oh it was not good we're i, I honestly still want to sit down and try to play it two player to see if that makes a difference but yeah it's not that was not a good game you guys gotta pick some better games so well i saw that you got a genesis uh mini so our next game that we're playing is on it so hopefully you can join us for that one so sounds good all right, cool. And as always, you can follow my individual wacky adventure online at Optimistine on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For everyone on the site, have a good night. This has been a presentation of the Epically Geeky Network. 